Welcome to the Core Queen Podcast. I have a very special guest here tonight, y'all. First of all, we are in our Halloween costume, so make sure y'all take the time and uh, appreciate our get up. <laughs> I have my boy Trevor Springs here with me. Welcome, Trevor. Thank you so much for having me. You know I had to come down here. <laughs> it's only right. It's only right. Yes. Well, I'm going to introduce Trevor to you guys who don't know Trevor already. You probably already know him. But just in case you don't, Trevor is a nationally touring comic. Okay? Don't forget that. Y'all heard that right. Nationally. I mean, all over the whole nation. Over. Oh, Anybody all over, all over. Yes. Not local. National. <laughs> he has been doing comedy full-time for eight years now. That's what's up. That's a long stint for comedy. Yes, it is. Good job. He is the father of three, two biologically. He is a real Southern gentleman. Disregard the, the Jamaican vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that South. Not that, not that <laughs> far. Not that far South. Southern gentleman. And aside from doing comedy, he is a content creator. And he is also the producer and owner of one of the best podcasts I've seen in a long time. Yeah, we the Hear Me Out podcast. Y'all, they be doing the most. So if you haven't seen the Hear Me Out podcast, I need to watch it. It's a whole damn vibe. Okay. So shout out to you. I'm excited to have you here with us today. No, I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So we got some stuff to talk about. Um, first of all, I'm going to tackle this one thing because I talked about your podcast last week. I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> I'll be seeing you in the comments all the time and I love it. I'm so happy you're in the comments. Oh, and that was the week I was like so irritated. I love, I think <laughs> I personally feel like this with any platform, anything that you're actually doing out there. There should be some subjectivity in everything that you do. I don't want to read my comments and everybody's getting along. Right. I want I want some people to yeah. be moved in every yeah. way, right? Oh, yeah. So I enjoy seeing some people being <laughs> nay or yay and yeah. pro and con and, and backing and forth. And so I enjoy yeah. it. Because we enjoy was it. in there going yeah, at it last yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, y'all end up not even talking to me in the comments no right. more. Y'all talking with each other. Yeah. I love we it. We was going at it. And because, you know, it's just been this controversy. And I've talked about it on my other podcast. And we've just been talking about it for like two weeks now, I think, about this damn list. This right. first yeah. date list. Yeah. And your guest was on the show, a young lady. Yes. And I said it last week on the show, how much she irked my spirit. And you know what? I can't wait to have her back because she she wasn't. That's not a persona. I, I'm sure. No, no. That, that I, I, When it was happening in real time, like my mind was <laughs> like, oh, my God, I love this woman. <laughs> Did you see what I, I'm going to just say this before you actually well, go on about the list. I asked her, I said, just randomly, you came to me, I said, what's your favorite funny movie? What's yes, your favorite I saw that. And she said, Men in Black. I fell out. I was like, what? And you you should have saw, I said, yeah, she's slow. I she's Everybody slow. in the comments was like, did she say Men in Black? She was like, yeah, I don't think that's funny. I mean, maybe, but <laughs> out of all the funny movies ever made that was supposed to be funny, you went there, and I knew then. I yeah. like she's a star. 
Oh my God. She's a star. I She's a star. I can't. She's a talent. No. She's yeah, a talent. She, she's some kind of talent. She's a piece of work. She, yes. Yes. When she, I was just like so thrown off because her answers were so like shocking. Like, yeah, you would think somebody's what? putting forth effort to be this way. No, no she, she just, just she, she was being her complete self, and was, I loved every minute about she it. She was being herself, and she was very adamant about her first date being at the club. I loved so it. So she could dance. I don't see how that is possible, but I'm how sorry. did you feel about the list? How did you, you say I debate? I, you, I, I hate lists, period. I, think I personally feel that stupid. I don't I don't think a conglomerate of women got together and made this list. No. I think this was like some parody of like yeah. I think it was actually like three men. Yeah, that was just course. like let's upset the world. Yeah, and do this We're, thing. Good job. You know what I mean? Maybe AI put it together. Like who Probably. knows? But it was just wanting to generate yeah. controversy over the did. internet, and it did that because it's too outrageous. Because yeah. we're asking about a first date. Yeah. Anyway, but the 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 irony of it is this is how outrageous these modern women are being. Yeah, but there there's a uh, there's always a reason for it to for for it to be going the way it goes you know like right. these women are outrageous because outrageous shit has been pushed or or, Absolutely. or 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 men have done so much in trying to present themselves to be something yep. for the glory of that and money has become what it is yep. so it's like how how more outrageous can we be each time you know you can only stack shit so high before <laughs> it falls you know what i mean <laughs> yep. but when we get to the point where you don't want to go I like Olive Garden salad, man. You know, I, I like a I like a lunch date actually be my first date. Because if we like each other, we have more of the day that we can experience yeah, if we, we choose to keep stuff. up. You right. know what I mean? With a night date at a at a nice restaurant that's cost a lot of money, it's like only thing we can do after that mm. yeah. is that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's all go home. If we didn't enjoy it, now we really pissed off because the whole day gone. Right. You know what I mean? And the money. So it really ain't about the money. But I want to go somewhere with somebody where I can learn more about them. That's the whole point yeah. of first day to say, I don't know if I really like you yet. Exactly. And we just, we talked about this the other day about the dates that I've been on. Anytime I've been on a date and a guy spent a lot of money, I don't talk to them anymore. Is that a coincidence or is that a turnoff for you? No, I just don't think we had anything. I think they were trying to put on. Like they was trying to brag or show off. And I'm like. Have you ever been, hold on, how long until you're off of it or are you driving home and you're off it's of over. it? Okay, because you see yeah. the thing that yeah, they're doing. Yeah, they're like at the restaurant and they're just trying to do the most. Like, Or we might be at a bar or something like that and it's just, they're overly braggadocious about yeah. stuff. And that is the biggest See, me, I like to me. try to put, put myself in situations on a first or second date where we can eliminate the money value of things right. and take that out of the way. So we see if we can really, are compatible, if we can really vibe and share energy yeah. so i like i like bars that's not too loud i like we may have like pool tables or something right. even though i'm not good at pool yeah but that's somewhere that we can go and interact Just and do something with, yeah have yeah. a good time going bowling and stuff and i'm not one of them guys i'm so myself that yeah. i'm not one of them guys that we're gonna go bowling on the first day and i'm gonna let you in right. no i'm gonna kick your fucking ass <laughs> right so you can know this is what you're gonna be getting yeah. out of me you're gonna get your ass kicked in bowling can you live with that right but it's gonna be fun we're gonna laugh we're gonna yeah. joke I'm going to learn things about you and we can talk and I can hear your answers. Right. I don't want to be somewhere where I'm shouting. Over, I probably met you somewhere shouting over music or something. You never know. That part. I want I, I want to know you to see if I want to do this again. Yeah. And you can't get that in some of these places that women want to go. Yeah. And I, I really believe like if I think about my like the people I know outside the military, because that's just a different set of people. But the people that I know, I know, know 
Oh, some people don't get asked out on no dates. Ain't nobody taking them nowhere. I'd be like, y'all, y'all really being picky. Ain't nobody taking y'all nowhere. They come to your house, blowing your back on they going home. They not, they don't like you like that. Wow. I don't know a lot of women, especially where I'm from, that really get taken that seriously where people actually ask them out on dates and like for real. Well, I've been in situations where we never dated and we we became sexual. And then she wanted to start the dating process. <laughs> and I'm not opposed to it, but now I don't know how to do that the correct way. I don't right. know how to erase. We, we, we've missed some steps here, baby. <laughs> we've skipped some steps, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know how to, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't know how to go back on that. And I'm, I'm for it because I want to have a genuine connection with somebody. I do. Mm-hmm. I want to establish that because I feel like I'm better in bed. If I have an emotional connection, to I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to be trying to express myself in a physical way yeah. about how I feel about you emotionally. Yeah. I but agree. if we never really established that emotional connection, then my sex have been pro- primarily based on me busting a nut. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's hard for me to care about you in that manner. So I think in a dating process, I think we need to open up our minds about that mm. and consider, consider the fact that do you really want to know this person or do you want to impress them? I, I think that's been the biggest issue now. It's like social media is amplifying everything. It's like, let me show you what I got. Let me show you what I could do. Like, can we just enjoy each other? No, but it's also some women that I see what they got going on and the men that they are attracted to and they with. And for mm-hmm. me, I'm like, you know what? You might need to keep him because whatever he doing for you, <laughs> I know I'm not. You know what I mean? I see I see women that get, and they're beautiful women. And, and I have a... I have one girl just to come to mind that I know I'm very cool with, that mm-hmm. we have only had an internet relationship. Right. You know, we're real cool. We haven't talked anything sexual or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I know if you take away everything, she's a vibe. Okay. But you can't take away everything. Right. You know what I mean? You, you, you dealing with a guy that's a scammer and got that bag. That's your life, baby, because it ain't happening over <laughs> here. It ain't happening <laughs> over here. We is not eating all the motherfucking oysters that right. you be ha- on your page. Yeah, we is. You're not. I'm not flying you and your daughter out to go to the Bahamas. Mm. I, I can't afford to keep that up for you and myself. Right. Let's let's promote that nigga. Yeah, you stay over there. Yeah, no, no, no. Keep him. Now we can enjoy each other, but let's not lose this nigga. <laughs> nigga is important. This nigga, this nigga is important. He's in the right position. Yes, sir. He's a, he's a big piece. He's a chunk. He's a big rock in the bucket. I'm the pebbles, baby. I feel the voids. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you. I mean, I think you gotta know yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's. I think that's one of the biggest thing with a lot of women, though. They think that they deserve more than what they deserve. Like, ma'am, has you ever gotten that? Yeah, that's a big word. Ever taking you there? Deserve is a big word. Have anybody? Have you ever been on a date there? Probably not. Like most of these people are so ridiculous because they're looking at other people's lives and comparing themselves to that, and it's like. You ain't even never been there. That's that's. I think that's like that's that's like historical. That's an historical problem. I mean, I go back to the phrase "keeping up with the Joneses." Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm like, I feel like mo- a lot of women that are like, like average women, just every ev- like everyday working class women, are like looking at these lofty things that they should have, and I'm like, I'm cool with it. Like we can go do whatever. Like I don't need all that. Yeah, but you're not an average woman either, DD. No, that's what I'm saying. You're like, saying so I, like I don't need those, those lofty things that these average women see. Well, I think they, they just lying to themselves and it makes mm. them lie to everybody else because mm. first they have to look in the mirror and know that they're average. 
You know, and a long time ago, I've done that for myself. So I know that I'm flattered to have a woman's attention first. So I'm going to respect that. So now if I'm inviting you out and I'm putting forth the effort, my thing is if you can't or you don't want to, I'd rather you say that and make that black and white Mm. instead of gray. If you say that we, you know, I enjoy communicating with you, we could just be that's cool. But if we have agreed to actually meet up and go on the first date or whatever date Uh and something happens on your end where you can't, I would like for you to reschedule. Okay. Because I did the invite. Mm-hmm. I would like you to say, for example, I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to make it because whatever. Uh-huh. I would love to try to find another time. Boom, boom. And let right. me do my job now as a man. Okay. But showing that you are still interested in doing yes. that is cool. Yes. But when you just say, I'm not going to be able to make it. I got something going on. And, and, and that's, that's that. It. So what you want? I just got to keep shooting? or You yeah. know what I mean? Because now, as a man, I got to look in the mirror and say, hold on, I'm valuable too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let me take a step back and uh, and exert this energy somewhere else. I think the problem is a lot of women and some men, but a lot more women think if you're not doing them, you're doing somebody else. You know what I mean? You got a lot going on. I'm sure you got other women you talking to. Let me say that. You can't mm. just assume that. Just like I, I can assume that you got other men shooting at you, but I, right. what I do know is that you texting me back. Okay. That you read in my message that you took that you that, that we are on the phone. I've never worried about another man in your life mm. because I'm gonna put my Mac down the best I can and let the chips fall where they fit. And, and, right. and you're not gonna win every time. And I'm cool right. with that. I'm cool with that. Now that is true. And I think a lot of women, like you said, they think that because like they're projecting. Yeah, yeah. Then I've been like, through that before. I done seen that. Yeah. And especially in my in my life, and I'm sure you'll talk, we'll talk about that later. But a lot of women get like a anxiety of fear that they don't even know is really there mm. like oh you do all this traveling so you like like you worry about the wrong shit yeah. I'm, I'm talking, talking to you, you right now <laughs> you get what i'm saying yeah. like how did we get here yeah so yeah that's, that's something that's, that's a difficult a seesaw battle that's going on in the dating world right now and nobody wants to figure it out or or too afraid to even make themselves vulnerable enough to try mm. yeah that's true that's true. And since you um, you already kind of went into, we're going to go ahead and talk about that because you are in this industry where it's it has such a bad rap. Like everybody thinks that people that are comedians or rappers or singers or whatever, and actresses, actors, like because they're around all these people all the time, they have access to all these things, they're moving, they're going to different places, they're meeting different people. They just assume that they have all these different women or men or whatever. So how is it... Um, is has it been hard for you because of that stereotype to be in a committed relationship on your end? Very, it's been it's been extremely difficult. And just to get some context before I go too far in it for myself personally, I only anybody out there watching, I only speak for Teesprings. <laughs> you know, and anytime I speak, I never take my opinions and try to make them be facts. Mm. I always speak for me first, and I never say all men or all women because right. I don't know all men and all women. Let's get that understood. A lot of time on these podcasts, people start putting out there like they done did a motherfucking yes. billion people survey, like right. they work for the census. <laughs> no. So I speak for right. myself directly. So when I started doing comedy back in 2015, I was a single man in an inspiring comic. I had nothing to lose, nothing going on that was too drastic. So I could really pour completely into my craft, which allowed me to be a far better amateur comic than most comics that just start out. In a matter of two years, I acquired a tour with a friend of mine, Ryan Davis, shout out, 
where we was able to go on the road and tour. In that time, I was dating, openly dating, mm -hmm. where the woman that I was dating knew that I'm okay with you dating other men and I'm okay with dating other women. Okay. And I, I say dating, I don't never say dating in the sense of being in a relationship. Uh -huh. So we were openly dating, but we held great communication and, and, and an acknowledgement of truth. We always put that first, voluntarily being honest. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. I don't don't let me find out some shit and then have to ask you, then you be honest. Right. Be voluntary about voluntarily honest with me. And I love that. And I'll give you that back. Mm -hmm. So during that time, it was easy to date because I had I was able to put my career first from the jump. Uh -huh. So when I did get into a relationship, I understood that I need to make sure that my relationship is a part of my career as well. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So on the road, I would always get back to my room at a decent time. Uh -huh call or FaceTime or text, let you know that I'm here. Even we can talk or whatever like that and keep you amidst of whatever I got going on right. while I'm on the road. And it was times where I would bring my significant other and my kids mm -hmm. or whatever to certain trips that's nearby. I stay in North Carolina, so anything from Virginia to Georgia, right? you know what I mean? If y'all want to go, we can go and make it a family trip mm -hmm. and do it so you could actually see for yourself right. Right. that we do the meet and greet the women do the thing. We go back to the room. And it's the same time we get into the room that I normally be calling you. Okay. It's not like I get to the room at 2 a.m. and I'm calling you. But then when you're on the road with me, I get to the room at 11 p.m. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, where right, them, right, them three right. hours, nigga? Right. Like, <laughs> so I will always make sure that I'm not only telling you, I'm showing you too. Because I'm, I'm mindful of what it could do to the, to the woman's mind of not knowing. It, especially if you've been a cheating ass nigga before mm. anyway. Mm. You know what I mean? The problem is a lot of times niggas cheating, they try to rush the woman's healing. Come on now. You can't rush somebody's healing. Now she Ooh. may forgive you, but that don't mean, or he, you know, but that don't mean that they done, they done, they healed from it. Right. You know what I'm saying? That the scars aren't still there. So right. I think a lot of times we got to acknowledge that. So I would go above and beyond it. While it now that I'm a single man, mm -hmm. it's difficult now because a lot of women that I date assume that because I'm funny and I can captivate an audience that I got millions of women on the road that want to throw themselves at me because every woman, I don't give every woman that you talk to, if you ask her five things, she wanted her man, a sense of humor is going to be one of them. Oh, absolutely. So if uh, any woman that knows that I possess that, know that I'm a, I'm a threat. Like, hold on, nigga. You got, you got one of the <laughs> things. Bitches laugh. Yeah. You so got the, it's, it's like one of the, it's, <laughs> it's one of the most organic aphrodisiacs that there is. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm doing that on a nightly basis. So, Women think that I got all this access to women not knowing that I don't like groupies. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Let me let y'all know that I don't. Now, I've seen some men that their only goal is to be funny on stage and bag a bitch afterwards. And they don't end up in this game long because they don't put their mm. craft first. Uh, you get what I'm saying? They don't end, up in, they don't end up in this game Sorry. long. They, <laughs> get you, you done. Preach. Get it out. They don't end up in this game long because they put that first. So for me, it's extremely difficult to, to get through that because a lot of women are already feel like they're in competition with somebody yeah. that don't exist. Mm. And I'm and I'm somebody I go on the road and I see it. women do do the thing though. Like at the like, yeah. like we after the show. <laughs> okay, you got me telling some of our business. So listen, after the shows, every it's it's almost damn. It's almost at least one show where after the show, it's going to be some woman or a group of women that's going to linger around to make sure they're the last ones mm -hmm. at the meet and greet. Them the groupies. Them the ones that want to be chose because mm -hmm. they don't want other people around seeing them 
doing yeah. the thing. They yeah. wait. They, they you in their city, mm-hmm. so they gotta move a certain way. So they gonna make sure they they gonna be telling people, no, you go ahead, you go ahead. <laughs> I'm just no, no. I'm waiting on my friend. She's in the bathroom. You go ahead, uh-huh. and they gonna be the last ones, and they gonna be extra with the pictures. They gonna be saying little stuff. Mm-hmm. They gonna follow you that night and tag you and inbox you. You did real good. They are gonna do all the things that most men would rebut that mm-hmm. went inbox back yeah. and, and do the thing and you know and yep. so that's happening it's just for me it don't excite me yeah. it don't I, I i have never met someone on a friday and been in bed with them on a saturday or friday night or something like that mm-hmm. now i've met some women that i've performed in front of and maybe a year or two later i've gotten to their city and mm-hmm. we've created a bond in that year or two right and when i revisit that city or something we'll link up and have a good time okay and do adult things Adult things. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I want you to get no. I want you to get no censorship. You know what I mean? You are very rare. What with the groupie thing? Yeah, all of that. No, no, everything it, you just said. No, but the, it's more of us in the industry that's that way. It just don't get presented enough because it's not flashy. It's not cool. It's not the cool thing to be said. You well, know, maybe I haven't been around them. You have. You just didn't know we was this way. You you've been to a lot of shows and been maybe around because it's always. Uh, like I don't get you see, but the, think about that during the time. What was that? 2016, 17, 17. Right when you like were coming that. out on the road and and everybody's performing and doing a great great job. It was it was the only one knucklehead that was like you're right. You know what I'm saying? Like you never seen like a bunch of women at no. the hotel. No, even when we went out to like strip clubs or clubs afterwards or whatever we did afterwards, it was yeah. still just us. Yeah, and it'd be groupies then around, but. Yeah. All right, bye. Like yeah, you're right. It was always a disbursement because, like, for me, it's just not attractive. I don't see how in 20 minutes of me being on stage, you want to give your body to me. <laughs> like, are you serious? I think you do this with every entertainer that right. comes in town, yeah. and I'm not trying to assume that, but I don't think I'm that great, baby. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm damn good she at what I do. Catch but come on. Yeah, yeah, baby. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So I'll take your number, get to know you and build. And like I said, right. if, if there's something there, and I've done that before and found out I'm glad I didn't uh-huh. pursue that woman anymore. Cause like in communication, she didn't offer anything. Uh, okay. So yeah, that it's been it's been hard. And but I think the best way is communication and being voluntary voluntarily honest with whoever you're dealing with. Right. And making sure they are part of it. I never separate my career from dating or my career from parenting. You know what I mean? Because I, I keep those inter, intertwined because both of them for me are like priority number one. Mm, that was good. Like to hear this side of it from a man. Yeah. yeah. You, like you said, you we don't hear this. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't think enough people talk about it. Like I've met some athletes. I've met some singers, some rappers, and uh, uh, retired athletes that we're real good friends with. And I've heard the same thing from them. Like, they not big on the extra people. Like, you know, my social battery dies very fast now. So I'm good yeah. on, like, the crew. Yeah. We going out to a spot afterwards, and we having a good time. And I'm usually the one that's the decision maker. Like, I have to keep up with everybody. I'm the right. road manager, so I got to make sure everybody where they need to be. Mm-hmm. It's, time, it's times I done had, like, Ryan will be somewhere and I'll be like, nah, you're not staying here with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, we don't know these people. You know what I mean? Like, right. I know you're having a good time. You're a little tipsy. It's time to go. Yeah. And he'll thank me tomorrow. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you know, like, the everybody's always screaming about this 
this thing that men do like all the time, these entertainers, like this is all they want. This is all they see. They just want all these women. They just want to sleep with all these people. And you literally never, ever, 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 ever hear any good things about entertainers when it comes yeah, to that. Yeah. Ever. We hear about <laughs> the men that have so many kids scattered out yep. in different cities because of their travelings. Yep. Right. And I mean, I think the rock stars and the R and B singers, they get a little bit more of the problem with that. Nowadays, the, the rappers, they really not in the city for a while. Like, they not into that. They picking up, they back in, they in the club for maybe 15 to 20 minutes, and, and they, go. they gotta be somewhere else. Yeah, You know what I mean? But like, you hear about that, and you gotta think the R&B singers, they love, they're making love music and stuff like that that serenades women. Women is throwing panties at them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But for comics, on the entertainment side of it, first of all, there's very few comics that are highly attractive. <laughs> Like to 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 be to be, I mean we're gonna be honest right here on the core queen, you know what I'm saying? Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm about to take you on a journey. Name, cause you you're a gorgeous woman. She's a peacock. Name a very very handsome comic, right? That's really good at. And I got one. I I only got one. That's really good. Yeah, and I, and I'm a straight. Hold on. Which which camera, mom? I'm a straight man. I'm a straight man, um, but I'm also, I got two eyes and I know a handsome nigga when I see one. You know what I mean? That don't mean I want nothing to do with him, but I got one. The fact that you got to do all that in I your head. I ain't even thought about it because I never even thought about it. Then, but there are a lot of average men that are more handsome to you because you've seen them work. You've seen they work. The artistry is what's attractive. It's hard to be handsome as fuck and fine and still be. I can't Funny. Think of a really handsome. I really like. I'm saying, and most of the female comments that I think are are beasts, they ugly. <laughs> <laughs> they, but they, them bitches is funny. And it's only one that I will. It's only one that I find highly attractive as a woman that is that equally is that funny too. I can't think of a man that's fine. That, I guess the only one, Bill Bellamy. I don't even think he does. You see, you don't think that that to, for us as as in the industry, that nigga is winning because as far back as you the curly shit that how to be a player, the all the hosting he was doing, still to this day, cute. that man has not he still is he tall. Still looks good for his age. But. Skin clear. I just seen him in Philly not too long ago. Handsome, clean cut, always suited. This nigga look like he'd be gliding. You know what I'm saying? But it's hard to be that handsome and that stylish and that attractive and go out and still be funny. You know what I'm saying? I so a lot of us comics, when you come on us, we thinking like, you don't like me. <laughs> like, you don't like me. My art has, turns you on. And we yeah. are in constant fear that we may lose our art and mm. then we'll lose everything else. A painter that can't paint Cuts his ear off. Yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Like it, it can drive you crazy when you can't do your art yeah. anymore. When you you don't like what you put out. So we don't want to attract somebody that's just here for the for art. That, right. You know what I mean? So a lot of us don't really do the groupy thing. We want to take the pictures. We want to feel like we love. We want the we want the right. crowd to cheer. Mm -hmm. You know, we want the thing, but really be with you and, and accept that. Come on, who are we like fooling, baby? Drop ones, the act. He said the ones that fall for that, they don't make good they, comments. Because you, 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 you're not putting your art first, baby. <laughs> and I've seen these guys. I've seen these guys. They, they can't wait to meet who they need to meet. They want the fame. They're chasing the fame. But, but the fame flickers. Mm. 
the fame flickers, man, and you could be hot today and cold tomorrow, and then what? Yeah. Well, so since we're talking about the industry, what has been uh, some hard lessons that you've learned since you've been in, in this thing? Uh, okay, that's 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 heavy there for me because oh, I'm one of the one of the hardest ones. Well, I mean, I can speak on it. I I'm I, I'm a street guy. Like I was promoting, throwing parties. Uh, I've sold drugs. I've done a lot of hustle things. Mm -hmm. So for me, comedy, the comedy career for me, the industry, it's a it's a business. Right. You know what I mean? So right. like, I don't have to get along and like everybody. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not kumbaya. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I can show up, do business with anybody, and that be that. I don't have to walk in the room and be the happiest nigga in the room. I right. I have remet niggas. I have been reintroduced to people I've already met before <laughs> because they don't remember me then because I'm cool. Right. I'm laid back. I'm in a cut. I don't have my phone out. I'm not that guy. Mm. So then when I've excelled and leveled up in the comedy game mm -hmm. and, and did that, I've been back in these guys' rooms and they like, hey, man, what's your name on it? They want it. And, I, and I'm never going to bring it up that right. uh, I met you. Right. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? So for me, I think that's one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn is that all these niggas is not your friends, mm. right? It's a competitive sport. Niggas to say anything, they'll do anything. I done seen, <laughs> I done seen this shit is snaky. You know what I mean? Because that fame and that clout, it drive these motherfuckers crazy, man. They, they want to be the guy and everybody ain't the guy and it's okay. Right? Like it's, it's, it's what? A hundred and three, three, twelve. It's, it's about 300 people in the NBA. 300 and some odd people in the NBA. Mm. It's what, 10 superstars? Everybody not the guy. Know your position. Know your position and be okay with that. You in the league, dog. Right, you made it. Bro, but these <laughs> niggas, I done seen so much snake shit amongst men and women and joke stealing and, mm. and all the stuff, man. I just had a guy. I performed in August for this promoter. He's a promoter, but he put shows together this and third. Performed with them in August in Minnesota. Uh -huh. uh, we did Louisville two weeks ago. We're in Louisville, and DC Youngfly is doing a show across town. He's a friend of ours, so we pull up on them. Coincidentally, the promoter is over that show, the same promoter okay. that I did the show with. Uh -huh. And I'm like, what's up, man? Good to see you. Like, what's going on? What y'all doing here? It was like a surprise thing. You know, we had a good time. Uh -huh. And he pulls me to the side about 10 minutes later. He was like, hey, man, listen, when you did that show, he's like complimenting me. He was like, man, you killed it. He said, you know that birthday joke you do? He said, I kind of like be doing it. And like, in my mind, I don't think he know that we don't do that in comedy. We don't share. Nigga, we don't share. What? Like, So I'm like, word? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, man, listen. <laughs> do your thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> do your thing, dog. Because you're not really a comic anyway. Right. So you shouldn't be doing nobody's shit. If you're going to be a <laughs> So if you're doing my shit, little old me, I can only imagine who else shit you stealing or trying to make your own. Because you're not a comic. You don't have the third eye. Right. Man, this man goes up on stage and does the shit. And it, he don't even do it right, which is fucked up. He does it. And me and Ryan looked at each other and Ryan was like, Ryan just brought it up like yesterday. He was like, hey, man, next time a nigga tell you he doing your shit, man, you supposed to test some shit up. I was like, bro, 
he lost, bro. He didn't even he didn't even do well, so I wasn't tripping. But yeah, oh, that's wow. a fact. Like so, stuff like that. That's the hardest, I would say, lesson for me to learn that this shit ain't ain't. There's no respect out here. There's no honor. Okay. Like there's okay. no respect out here. Nobody's nobody's saying like, all right, I get it. Uh, I'm a I'm a respect that space. It's like very few, a few good men. Mm. The rest of these niggas is out for blood, Vultures. and they feel like. I've had I've lost a lot of comic friends because I've had shit going on. They feel like I supposed to call them and help them with. If I got somebody that's giving me a bag to put a show together, I can't put every nigga I know on the show. <sighs> These my niggas. I'm taking care of home first. I'm just loyal, God. man. I'm just loyal. Yeah, I'm just loyal. That's, that's bro. sense of entitlement, boy. Yeah, I'm just loyal. I, I see I see that first, and then I'm not an industry nigga. You know what I mean? I'm not one of the industry niggas. I've done the Laugh Factory, Chocolate Sundays, and there's this um, upstairs like attic that mm -hmm. you can sit in and all the comics and stuff is up there. It's not like for the regular people. Mm -hmm. Like to be back there, you must be a comic. Because if you come back there and you not, mm -hmm. like if you go past some curtains, you come back, everybody's gonna be like, Who, who's that? Like, who's right. So I'm back there. I know a few people. I dap up a few people. I sit amongst the comics and they started like this group conversation about sports. And we're doing that. We're having a good time, right? Okay. But I'm not the guy that's like the most vocal. And hey, man, mm -hmm. while we up here, can I get a picture with you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. we got like Kevin Hart, T.I. Like, these people are up here. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not the guy that's like weird. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like, so I don't have to be the guy that with the photo op. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm good on that, bro. Yeah, I, I, I'm not an industry nigga. And I actually get more respect from real comics because I'm not an industry guy. Right. So that's been a tough lesson. They get tired of that, though. They get tired of people coming. This this industry is tough because of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to think about how many people think they comics. Like in a music game, you got rappers. But if you ain't sold no records, you ain't a rapper yet. You just rap in. It's, it's just, just in comedy, thing. it's motherfuckers that really woke up and was like, I'm doing comedy. This shit is beautiful. Look at all the fame that they get nowadays because yeah. it's, it's pushed. You know yeah. what I mean? We get Netflix specials. Yeah. The, the fame off the internet. I could be funny for... $40 a month. Mm -hmm. I would just pay my phone bill and I can have a million followers. Yeah. It's so many people that woke up and said, I'm doing comedy. That's not, that's not, that's different. And then they get on stage. And it's like, They're not the same dude. Oh. Right. So like in the industry, you got a lot of comics that ain't comics. So you dealing with people that you can't be mad that he a thief. You know what I mean? You can't be mad that He'll go behind your back and tell a promoter some janky shit. Right. You can't be mad that if you tell a guy, listen, I'm gonna give you five minutes of time, do your five minutes, bring it, and he go up there and try to do 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, bro, they, they don't have no respect for the game. Because they're not comics. They don't have no respect for this shit. And those are the ones who don't even last anyway. They don't, they're not gonna last because you're gonna become you're gonna you gotta be super talented to last yeah. with that. Yeah. Airy Spears. Mm. Super talented guy, but he has missed out on so many opportunities. Corey Holcomb, super talented guy, he has missed out on so many opportunities because you're hard to work with. Yeah, you're a dick. Yeah, absolutely. you're a hater. You get into it with everybody. That's why you haven't seen him in the major movies. You haven't seen him mm. in the major things, and but they still working because they're super talented. You can't take that away from them. right. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you have it. The industry is. The industry. That shit is cutthroat. <laughs> Protect your head. Say, guard your heart. <laughs> Listen. Keep your heart three stacks. Well, I'm gonna shift this a little bit because I want to know some stuff from from because you a man. 
I'm here for it. I want to know what the men's be thinking. I'm going to tell you what me and my men's be thinking. (laughs) I can't tell you what all the men's be thinking with the people I be around. I got you. Come on with it. Okay. So my first question for you is what do men actually value in a woman? Um, I'm going to see how I can put this because that's that's, that's, that's a very good question. Um, uh, I don't know which one to put first. Whichever one you want to put first, but not in no specific order. Uh Ass and titties. And pussy. Do you like it or you value it? I bet it was very high, high, highly. And I'm a, the reason why I asked this question is because there I'm, is I'm, a there's a disconnect that I feel with women who feel like they say things. They say that men go out on social media and they like all these naked women, blah blah blah. And then the next in the next breath they say, "Well, women aren't respected because they have naked on social media." Well, like, well, well, respect and like don't necessarily got to walk together down a street. See, now let me be more more honest with my questions because I think I was too honest because we do value sexual and physical things. But to the core of a woman, for me, I value a woman that can be beautiful if she's half naked or a woman that can be fully covered and beautiful. And when I use the word beautiful, I don't just mean your outer layer. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because for me, what you have has to be deeper than the skin. You know what I'm saying? So my value for a woman increases about class and substance and intelligence and um, being able to hold a conversation with you and knowing that we are compatible. And I can talk, look down at my phone and knows that we've been on the phone for an hour and I'm folding clothes and still talking to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And without those things, I started to lose interest, you know, in you. Right. So for me, if I go on your page and that's what you present, but are you really like that? What's the goals? What's going on? Because I never fought a woman for having an OnlyFans or having a period of time where she might have sold some pussy or whatever. That's who you are. Because I got a past too, and we all got one. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't trip on that. I want to get to know who you are right now in front of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never ask a woman about her body count because you never gonna get. Somebody's gonna tell the truth. Yeah, but like, if she do what? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's her. And I don't want to answer mine because I don't know that number. <laughs> You get what I'm saying? So let's I just eliminate things. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm one of them guys that I look in the mirror first. So my value of a woman might be different than some of these guys because a lot of guys are they have a predisposition of what they think a wife is. Mm. And when a woman falls short of that, she's less of a woman. And women do the same thing. This is the husband that I want, a man that does this and does that. And then when you start liking a man, you want him to be that. Mm. You ain't allowed him to be him. Right. Like, so we got to allow people to be who they are and see if we like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, anytime I engage with a woman where I'm seeing you as being the only woman I'm going to be with, mm-hmm. I want to enable you to be yourself completely. Yes. I want to try my best to let you let your guard down. I want you to be vulnerable. I want to know the inner parts of you so I can know how to deal with them. So I can know who I need to be with mm. you, not for you, but with you. Right. And I want to be able to do the same. So I'm going to do that by action. I'm going to be completely me. And some of this might piss you off. Right. You know what I mean? But I want it to piss you off so, I, so we can show how we can fix it and right. how we can compromise. Yep. So my value for a woman starts with being classy, s- some substance about a woman. I'm the guy that when you put on a dress, I'm like, baby, I can see your pain line. You need to take them off. Mm-hmm. I'm not the guy like, you better not leave out here without no panties on. Like, <laughs> nigga, that ain't going to keep up from fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't want my woman looking tired. I want my woman to be beautiful. She's a representation of me. I'm right. okay with it. Like, if that's 
the shit you've been on. Like, don't be trying to all of a sudden now I want to wear turtlenecks. You ain't right. been wearing them. And that's I'm glad you said that about men like having this pre like disposed idea of what they think their wife is supposed to like yeah, everybody's crazy. not the same kind of wife everybody's you're gonna end up with her husband. and divorced and half your shit gone right like why can't i be the kind of husband that my husband wants i mean the kind of wife my husband wants like i'm not gonna be some cookie cutter modest in a turtleneck that ain't me i like being half naked so what like right you and mad because you can't be half naked is that the problem i think and it goes back to that whole thing like some men have a fantasy mm. right that that never collides or intertwines with their reality mm. you know what i'm saying it's, it's more in men in that way sexually mm. and for women it's more financially right right they have a fantasy of the man that they want but it don't collide with the reality that they mm. live in right or, or even able to draw in right and some men are the same way like uh my porn search if you go through my porn search you wouldn't put that with you know what i mean that i don't think my woman should be upset if she see my porn search like oh so you like fat booty midgets like oh my god you know what i'm saying like kidding me yo that shouldn't bother you (laughs) they not here i don't know this woman and i've heard people complaining about that that's crazy to me like he searches this that ain't what i look like duh that's why he's doing it over there he can't get can't he not have variety You get what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't be mad if she's her search and she's like tall, dark, and handsome niggas. Like, okay, cool, baby. Fill out your fantasy and come back to reality. A better woman. Like, I don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of times we put a lot, we pour a lot into shit that don't matter. And that's where this value thing gets disconnected. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So women are out here trying to be something that men really don't care about. Because for me, I don't care about makeup, lashes, wig, none of that. You can have it on, you can have it off. I don't care. I care about a confident woman. Mm. I don't want no insecure-ass woman. Because if that shit come off, we grow older together. I'm thinking like that. I'm thinking about growing older with you. So I don't care about all them insecurities and shit you got going on. Get them to me so you can see how I can carry them for you. Mm. Come on, grown man. Ladies, take off the lashes and the wig. It's cool. You can leave them on. But be with a man that's okay with it. Don't be trying to make him be something. And 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 don't let a man make you take your lashes off. Now, damn, if you like, if you like to wear fishnets, don't let no man tell you you can't wear your damn fishnets. He just want to take them off. That's what he, I mean, he that's don't want problem. nobody else to see you in them. That's crazy. <laughs> Nigga, that's how you got here. Right. You like them. Yeah, that's what made so you, nobody else what you like talking them? about. That's what made you pull over me. <laughs> Look, okay, so. I was I was watching something the other day and uh, the lady asked the guy, um, why is there such a lack of emotionally available men? And the guy's response was pretty damn impressive to me. And he said, no, there are plenty of emotionally available men. But the problem is y'all women want them to be available at the level that you want them to be available. So if he turns it on you and now he is calling you out on your shit, you don't like y'all don't like that. So do you find that, I don't know, maybe in your circle of friends or just people you may come across that men are not emotionally available? I mean, we're afraid to be. I mean, I, let's, we got to start with, um, I am an inner city, ghetto, single parent, crack epidemic, mm-hmm. 
child. That's how I was raised, right? I seen a lot. I seen a lot of my friends' mothers become crackheads and they never knew their dads and they've been raising themselves since they was nine, 10, 11 years right. old, right? So being emotionally available or expressing it wasn't something that was in their best interest at that time because who cares? Right. So like a lot of the times, the problem is the men that we are y'all are dealing with. Y'all haven't even got to know him. Mm. You got to really talk, try to talk to him, try to create a safe place to communicate. Mm. You know what I mean? Because when I say that, I mean that because a lot of times we don't communicate about certain things that's, that, that we've compartmentalized or, or buried mm -hmm. because we have never been in a safe place to do that. You know, I grew up with friends that picked at you about certain things, physical things on your body, things that don't happen in your life. And it was, you had to come back with jokes. You know what I mean? Mm. Like you had to, you had yeah. to pick back, right? You had to, you had to shoot in the dozens, right? Mm. So we grew up going back in the house after we done laughed about it. Like, damn, that's, that one kind of hurt my feelings. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we did this with our bestest of friends. Yeah. So we just start to shelter ourselves as we get older. And in the dating world, who cares? Right? So a lot of times we are experiencing things that we don't bring to y'all because who cares? And have you ever made us feel vulnerable enough that we can just ball up and be your baby mm -hmm. and, and you can you can hold that and protect and make us better and send us out in the world better because right. as a black man we are already black and we are already a man so those are two things we fighting already mm -hmm. the world has beat us so there's a famous line in a raisin in the sun that um when i first seen it at the age of like 14 that like stuck with me and uh for people that don't know a raisin in the sun is a great play that uh, is put out, and um, Sidney Poitier was the was a guy in it, the one that I seen, and he had taken the family's inheritance money, mm -hmm. and was going to invest it with some friends of his, and they was going to make this big splash, and the the money came from his dad passing away, mm -hmm. but the family was supposed to be using that money to move into this new neighborhood, mm -hmm. where white folks didn't want them to be anyway, right. but no, we're moving on up, we're getting out of the ghetto, so. He crashes and burns. The guy takes his money and leaves town and can't <laughs> find him. The guy done ran off with the money. He has to go back. He's a historical fuck up in his family. Like, you know, but he has to tell them, like, we're not moving. It didn't work. Right. I fucked up the money. And his sister goes off on him and, and calls him every name in the book. You always fuck, beats him bad. And the mother intervenes and tells her daughter. The time that he said, when you think is the time to love a man, it mm. ain't when he's done right and made everybody happy and, and did did everything right for everybody. The time to love a man is when the world has beat him so that he don't love on himself. Mm. And I, it stuck with me at an early age. And I was like, wow. Yeah. That's right. That's the time that's that the time. my mother, my sister, those women that have been constants in my life. I need them to say, we're going to fight this together. Right. That the sun is going to come up. That we can, yeah. that we're going to be able to figure this out, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the raising in the sun, I'm thinking like I wasn't even taking the title. Like it's drying up. Like it's drying going, up. it's going, it's going to just be nothing. So like I think a lot of times is that we don't have a safe place to be able to communicate, to be emotionally available, and express ourselves in that manner. You know what I mean? Because it's all about talking and communication. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? So for me personally, I've always been it. You know what I mean? I've always been real big on expressing myself and letting my feelings be what it is so you will know how I feel and hope that you can take that and, and and make me better. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if I don't, if I'm not that with you, I don't, I don't, I don't love you enough. Mm. I don't love you enough. I care, but I'm keeping things from you that I battle with. I'm fighting battles alone. I, I, it's, it's, it's something missing. There's mm. a discord. 
So I do feel like uh, women are ready for that. And I think that men are afraid to be that because when have we seen it where women applaud that? Like what social site can we go to? Mm. where we see the women saying like, oh, my man came home. He had a tough day. And baby, he just laid his head in my lap and I just scratched his head and just rubbed right. on him and just rubbed his shoulders and just, you know, like. And I don't, you know, because I think it, it probably happens some I think it happens. No, it, it definitely happens. I think that the I don't think the I think the reason women would not express that is because men wouldn't want them to say it out of fear of their homeboys or their guy friends knowing about it. I think that's where a lot of the that that vulnerability is is scarce, in my opinion. Like I can say all this stuff freely and and willfully. I would love to do it, but. I don't want you to be out here mad at me because now you looking soft to your boys. Right. Okay. So for me, I don't, I don't surround myself with, with those type of alpha men. Right. And, and I think that word gets used too loosely. Yes, right. God. So for me, Sheesh. for me, when I, when I hang up the phone or leave from my men that I'm with, mm -hmm. I say, I love you. Mm -hmm. I love you, bro. Be safe. Right. You know what I mean? When I go to my guys, I, I dap my guys and bring them in and I embrace them. Mm -hmm. And I make the other men around me. They may not do that with other friends that they have. Right. But with me, they're that way. So I'm letting them know that they can be that way with me too. Right. You know what I mean? I tell everybody to pull they, you know, break their barriers without them knowing that's what we're doing. Right. I express myself. Hey, man, I got something on me. Can you talk for a minute? Mm -hmm. Now I find them calling me sometimes just to release. Right. Just to let stuff go. Just to get it off their chest. Right. Yeah. Um, Ron Davis. Bestest of friends, right? It's mm -hmm. times where, man, I'm just be, hey, bro, I need a hug. Yeah. And I will embrace for a good few seconds, man. Mm -hmm. Just hold yeah. it there. And it's time that he done had to come to me. It was like, hey, man, bring it in. And it ain't us being funny. No, it's a real thing because we can't be that way with anybody else. You know what I mean? And like, if we can always find a woman that we can be that with and, mm -hmm. and get that affection, but to be emotionally and be able to trauma dump and do that with your male friends, it's gonna make it easier for you to be that with your woman. Yeah, You know what I mean? So a lot of those men, like you said, are afraid of looking like a pussy mm -hmm. or, or, or and all that shit. That shit is corny. I would never make somebody that I call a friend that mm -hmm. I really care about feel less of a man because mm -hmm. they have an emotional feeling. That's, that's a, uh, emotions are real. Right. And they're, they're, they're true. No, they're valid. Now, how you react to them and what you do with that may be something I might need to talk to you about. Right. Because some of these men get in their feelings and in their emotions and their reactions is that uncommon of the people I want to be around. Yeah. Yeah. And so that for me, I think is a problem. So I think some women are afraid that if a man is too emotional or how he expresses his emotion can become abusive, mm. not just physically, but, you know, Emotional. in other ways. So yeah. sometimes some men are keeping that in because they know they'll, they'll beat a bitch up. You know what I'm saying? Some of these niggas is probably so you might not want to let these niggas let they let they line out the cage. You know what I'm saying? Tell them niggas hold that. You feel me? Yeah, because I, I don't I try my best to be as um peaceful like with my men, like my the guy that I'm with, like so because I know like when they come here, you can you just gonna go to sleep. Like you're gonna come and you just rest. Yeah, you have to worry create a, 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 a area of safe peace. Yeah, because the, the world, I'm telling you, the world is tough. Yeah. 
The world's tough. And sometimes I may not want to deal with a woman because of everything else I got going on and done had I'm stressed out and you just ain't my peace. Yeah. And I, I hear that all right. the time. Right. And, and, and I'm not going to say that just not tonight, baby. Because, mm. like, I ain't feeling sexy. Yeah. Right? Can we coexist without the sex stuff? Can I? Right. Can, can you come over here it? and I just the TV on? We ain't paying no attention. I'm just talking, and then you talking back. And we can we do that? Yeah. That's gonna make me better. That stimulates me. Yeah. And if I feel like I can't do that with you, then tonight, baby, ain't tonight. Right. Yeah. I'm that type of guy. Yeah. And I, I think I always, I, I think I just, I'm like that. Like, just come on, come on, lay down. I don't care. Just right. I ain't got to talk. And we need that. We need that. Talk. I'm fine with that. Just I don't like. For people to be feeling like they like they're hopeless, like there is nowhere for them to turn to, I think that's just a horrible feeling. So I, I think there's a lot way. of emotionally available men that men that have no problem with wanting to be that, but I don't think that we see enough women that are our protectors, like mm. that, like that. We I grew up watching. Yeah, you know, I've I seen a lot that. of grandmothers and aunties that there were there were crackheads and homeless men that they still fed and protected because. That was still our, that's our brother. That's right. our baby. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? You got grandmothers that's 40. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was always old <laughs> with a moo-moo on. She's at home. She's 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 cooking good for she. When I would get sick in school, I would go to Granny's. Mm -hmm. She would have a sheet on the couch, a pillow, orange juice, a sandwich. Get well, baby. We gonna get you. <laughs> By the time Oprah came on, I felt better. You get what I'm saying? By the time the soap operas went off, I was better. You go to your grandma's house now. She she want to do a TikTok. Oh my god! Like like, and it's not a problem. It's just saying that those women that are the safe places, mm -hmm. they not at that mature level as they used to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it ain't no problem with that, but that's the disconnect. That's the seesaw battle that's constant so much. So it's a lot of emotionally available men, but we don't think nobody want that because the communication levels is just not where they need to be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, so since we done talked about that, you and you mentioned, you mentioned it on the flip side of my question is when you said that the women back then were like the men's protectors were feeding them and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, and we see a lot of crazy stuff going on right now. So do you think that modern women are worth protecting? Yeah, I think every woman's worth protecting because of y'all, I mean, y'all make babies. So like every woman is valuable. You know what I'm saying? They worth protecting. I think we need to do more of that. I'm not talking about we as a men, I'm talking about humanity. I think that need to be pushed more. You know what I mean? I'm talking about as far as uh, laws and rights and all that stuff, because I'm going to just give an example. Me and my friend can be walking down a street with a GPS mm -hmm. and we know we got to go up a block, around the corner, come around. And I can see a dark alley and say, hey, man, it's a shortcut. Mm -hmm. We can go this way. And all right, cool. We can cut right through here and be on the other side. Save us five minutes. Walk. Mm -hmm. Bam. Women ain't doing that. It's a constant fear of what may happen. Mm -hmm. But we as men got to do a better job in a relationship, in a workplace, uh, in, in our careers, at home, on social media and all that to let y'all know that y'all are y'all still have some worth first. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That y'all still are valuable, that we still hold y'all to a high extent because mm -hmm. they only push so much of this crap 
that women say on these podcasts, that women say in this music, and it makes it look like all women are just degrading themselves and making them less. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, women bear children. What, what y'all put y'all bodies through and how y'all reproductive system, y'all are too important to society for us to think that that's all women. Even the women that are that way, we still should value them. That's how they present themselves. That's whatever they done been through to make them that way. Y'all still hold so much more value than that, especially black women, just scientifically. Uh-huh. With melanin, with everything that y'all put out and produce and all that is grand. You get what I'm saying? So the fact that we even have to have this conversation, you know what I'm saying? And it's and we have a conversation about modern women because of what's happening. Technology has been so far, um, medical. You know, what I mean, you can alter your body. You could be a whole nother woman tomorrow. I, don't, <laughs> I was just watching a podcast with K. Michelle on there, and if, right. without the without the title, you I wouldn't have known it was K. Was. Michelle. Right, and yeah. she's still beautiful. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you can do so much things in cosmetics to mm-hmm. be a whole different person, and it's making society think that y'all don't have worth, that the modern women don't have worth. So why protect it? Why defend them? You know, well, I'm gonna disagree with you because I don't think all women deserve to be protected. Okay, and and, and I would love right. to hear. And I'm gonna say that from a standpoint of um, I, well, I one of my friends was was in a restaurant the other day, and he he's a professor, and he was trying to, um, I guess the girls were in there. It was some young girls, and they were in there just being really disrespectful. And he tried to go over there, you know, you know, approach them like, yo, you know, disrespectful. Young. They were loud and obnoxious. not even just loud. They were saying some very to him or just out loud to people in there. So it was none of his business. He just it didn't. They didn't no, I need to know. The, I need to know the situation. I think he said that they they was talking. Um, I can't remember what it was they were saying, but it was something that would like cursing and whatever it was. He he went to first. He went to a set of boys that was being unruly. Told him, you know, oh, he just be out in public. Y'all calm down. This is he's like he's a very um prestige black guy. Yeah, he wants to make sure that black boys and girls are presenting themselves well. Right, right. So he went to the boys first, and the boys were very receptive. All right, sorry, you know, we're good. The girls like, fuck you, you don't tell us what the fuck do. Now, in that situation, had something jumped off, these girls would have been looking at him to protect them. If somebody would have came over there and did something physically to them. He would have been in looking like, okay, oh, y'all, oh, now y'all want me to protect y'all, but you just cussed me out. So what I'm saying is like these young girls now, they a lot of these girls don't have respect. Well, yeah, I feel like, I personally feel like you don't have to have respect, but don't disrespect. I think those two things can be right at the same time. I cannot respect somebody, but still choose to not disrespect. You know what I'm saying? They were disrespectful to him. Right. So they, they took that a little bit too far. And it shows yeah. lack of respect if you be disrespectful. And I think a lot of these, like, you cannot say anything to these kids now. Like, back in the day, if a grown person came to me and said something to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to get my ass whooped by neighbors. And I wouldn't, first, I wouldn't even be cussing in front of the wrong people anyway. But these kids don't care. They don't care. They, they, and then you have these other chicks, which I've heard a lot of these situations happening lately. And maybe because I'm from the city. And a lot of women are, like, setting dudes up, like, getting them robbed and... I'm like, what are y'all doing? Listen, there are more men in the grave and in the jail system because of a woman yeah. than anything. Yeah. I, I know plenty of women that should have been arrested for conspiracy in a murder charge because they sent the nigga to defend them. Yeah. Right? A man jumped on another man because he had put hands on my sister. Yep. 
right? A guy just got off of that, former NFL player. Some guys oh, came yeah, to his yeah, house yeah, to yeah, jump on him, yeah. and he shot him and killed them. Yeah. And then it was his ex-girls, brothers. Yeah. But she sent them over there, like, go do him. Yeah. Da, 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 like that. Now your brother did. Yeah. So, like, when you say in the sense of protection, protecting in the physical, for me, it's always circumstantial with me because I've never hit a woman, but I've never been in a situation where I had to think about hitting a woman. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I know for a fact, if a woman punched me and I grab her up and I know I got this control, but if I'm go tell a group of women, hey man, y'all something, 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 and y'all get disrespectful and y'all jump on me, I'm about to start punching bitches. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be some iron swinging going on here. Like somebody about to <laughs> see these hands, right? Yeah. And I'm not gonna like it. Right. But it gotta be done. So I do believe that there's a sense of protecting, and your friend guy was in that mode. Because although they were being disrespectful, obnoxious, and not representing themselves in the best manner, his sign of protection was to go have a conversation with them. Yeah, trying to like, okay, right? we in So his initial place. mindset was at the end of the day that these are still women of worth yeah. for me to go protect. But you saying for yourself, you wouldn't even have went over there. You would just let them be... Um no, I no, I would definitely went over there. So you do feel like all women no, should I be protected? I, I, want, until I want y'all to be quiet. I'm not protecting you from anything right now. I just want you to... Oh, so down. you didn't care about the fact that they I were you disrespecting cause themselves because you're embarrassing people and you're embarrassing yourself. So you so, care, but what I'm saying, no, I'm saying I'm talking about physically protecting. Okay, I'm talking about the physical protection because because the modern women are saying we the new niggas, we don't need men. We like they are acting as if men are invaluable and we don't need you. When if if the if shit hit the fan. And we in a damn purge or something. Y'all gonna be looking for the man. You call nine one one. You want a man to show you. Do not want no woman showing up at your door to help you when you call nine one one. Please don't send no bitch to my house. I need help. Like y'all keep talking about y'all don't need men, but you absolutely do. You absolutely you do. Just, I want to ask you something random right now. Oh, this that? is good because it came up in my head. When you get pulled over for driving or whatever, mm -hmm. and let me say you get pulled over ten times. Let's say you speed and you're doing 82 and a 70 and you, and you get pulled over 10 times. How many times out of them 10 do you think you get a ticket? Out of 10 times? Out of 10 times. Because I need I need to have enough. Um, maybe two. Two times. Maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna, maybe. <laughs> maybe two times out of 10. Right? Cool. Okay, so... I'm getting a ticket every time. <laughs> I know. I'm getting. A t I don't have titties. I'm getting a ticket every time. Not saying oh yours is gonna be out, but my license plate saves me more than anything. Okay. Like I got a disabled vet tag. Right. So you got you stacking it high, baby. You stacking <laughs> it high. You don't even need the titties. You know what I'm saying? So bet get out, do the thing. Out of those ten times, let's change it now. If all ten times you get pulled over by a woman cop. How many times do you think you get a ticket now? Maybe five. More. It increases. Yeah. Because the attraction, the pretty privilege thing is kind of almost thrown out of the window. I'm still getting 10. You know? <laughs> Even if it's a woman, I'm getting a fucking ticket. And I know I'm not the most handsome man, but I've never had a woman come to my door and be like, oh, hey, handsome. Uh, just slow it down. Never. I, don't, I can be in your car with your tag. I'm getting a ticket. So like bottles of liquor in the car. That's what I'm that made me think about that when you're talking about the protection mm -hmm. of what happens. But 
when you say modern women about the protection, but like that goes back into the emotional thing that we have that we deal with so much because mm -hmm. there is no protection for us. We are our protection. Mm -hmm. And we've had to see that and know that. You know what I'm saying? Like there is no like time when we need someone and it, when it's a when it's a woman, we in the same battle if it's a man. So sometimes we can't go to our friends with our emotional shit because they don't know how to carry that with us. Sometimes we can't go to our female friends with our shit because they ain't never seen that side of us. Mm -hmm. And the woman that we with, we have kept this so compartmentalized for so long that when we go to her, she's like, all right, um, let me figure this out and see what I need to do with this because she's never had to deal with it either. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. she hasn't been in a place where she has to be the protector. Mm -hmm. She's always protected. Now her chances of being protected decreases if it's a woman right. that's coming to her aid. Right. But for us, we're in a constant battle of nigga, figure it out. You're on your own. Mm -hmm. Right? So we want to be more emotional. We want to be that. But at the end of the day, we think we need to provide more than we be emotional. We need to provide more, provide more, and what, make and, more, earn more. And what do you think, who do you think puts that pressure on y'all? We put it on ourselves first. But we put it on ourselves but while what we intake. You know what I mean? Like growing up, some of the movies, the uh, stuff that was in, happening in my neighborhood, mm -hmm. I was taught to value the guy that that the guy that made the most money, the guy that was the sharpest, the guy that was the coolest, he got the bitches. He got the fame. He got mm -hmm. more people dapped him up when he came around. Yeah. So we seen that and wanted to be that, right? Mm -hmm. So now that when we get out in the world, we put the pressure on ourselves to make sure we great in bed. We put the pressure on ourselves to make sure that we able to uh provide financially in a way we put mm -hmm. the pressure on ourselves to try to be the best dad which is crazy because we're parenting and we're learning on the job but we think that we're failing so it's kind of mm -hmm. a weird way i've never had a 17 year old daughter and i will have one next year right but i don't know how to parent a 17 year old daughter right. even though i've been a parent for 16 years you get what i'm saying right. like we're always learning on the job but a lot of times we feel like we're falling short and one of the biggest anxieties that i have is when i go out and i see people that say Hey, man, I'm proud of you, man. You keep doing your thing, but I'm not proud of me. Mm. I'm not even proud of me. And I don't, sometimes I'm like, what I, where I am and what I got going on, but other people see what I do and, and put me at a higher level. You know, some people say, hey, man, you're a great father, man, but I know where I fall short on my own. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're saying is I'm better than most dads. And that yeah. saddens me because it's so many bad dads that mm. I get a medal. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So, like, it's a, it's that constant thing that when we're with a woman, that we was like, you know, I'm gonna just go out here and earn and make sure she's happy. And I think that was a big flaw in my last relationship is that I became a man that wanted to just make sure you wasn't upset today. And I didn't find my happiness now. I'm just if I can go through a day and I ain't fuck up shit for the house, and we we good, we good. Cool. But in that, I lost who I was and what made me happy. What made right. me, I stopped doing the things that was making me happy. Mm, that's heavy. So it can become that. Now, now, how do we get to emotions? How do we even get to emotions? Our, our affection is probably fucked up. Yeah. Sexually, we ain't at our best. Yeah. Damn. So the communication is all that matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We, and I, and what, what I do like that's happening now, though, with the men, they're being more vocal. They may not be telling you directly like they're not saying what needs to be said, but they're still being more vocal about certain things that haven't been said. Well, there are more platforms now to intake. We're not watching TV as much. Right. Right. So we're able to see a lot of 
uh, I mean, we're actually oversaturated with (laughs) content. Before, when you had to just watch TV, to, like I say, the Oprah's, the Sally, Jesse, Raphael, the Montels, you mm-hmm. had to watch these shows and they had topics and you can watch and see how people, but that shit is filtered. They bring it on people, right. they jazzing it up, they got questions, they, they all this stuff is jazzed up to put mm-hmm. out a certain thing. But now we're able to watch a lot of stuff, TED Talks, and people actually expressing themselves where we can see ourselves in that. We're right. seeing common, random, everyday people and say, damn, I'm going through that too. Yep. So now we're able to, as men to come out and say, okay. I can take these steps where it's like self-therapeutic. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're able to go online and receive therapy. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Instead of actually going to see someone that's trained to do it, you know, so we either going to be successful with that or fail horribly at it, but <laughs> at least we saying something, at least we talking now. At least y'all talking. Cause back in the day, granddaddy didn't say shit. What did nothing to say? He went Come to home, get mom, mama the check. And that's it. Sit in the chair. She gave me a couple dollars. I'm happy, but I'm happy because she happy. And what do we find our happiness in that? In the process, losing itself. Losing it. Ben lost itself. Mm. He's come to grips with that. Yeah, that's a miserable life. Now? Back then? I think it was then, too. He just didn't say anything. It it didn't look like it. Mm. We didn't know. They told us to stay in the child's place. That's what they said. Yeah. So let me ask you this, though. So in your dating life, if you if you dealing with a man that's never been emotionally open with you, are you urging him to, or are you worried because he's not? I'm dealing with that right now. <laughs> so um, it's very worrisome because I'm a very empathetic person, and um, I hate to see people who can't who don't feel safe expressing themselves because of past relationships or other people in their families and stuff like that. They just, they don't feel safe doing it. And um, there's no way for me to make you do it. I just continue to make sure that you're safe whenever you feel like you are ready to do it. So I get some bits and pieces that I'm starting to see and starting getting glimpses of it. But um, the hardest part about it is the disconnect with anger fear sadness all you show is anger and i can't filter through that because now you're projecting it onto me and i don't know how to deal with that like i don't know how to because now you're attacking me and now i'm in survival mode i'm in defense mode so now we both battling so like that's that's where i'm i'm struggling a lot with that okay so I'm going to ask one more question. I'm going to get to my rebuttal about that. Uh, does it make you feel like for him not being that way, is something wrong with me? Am I doing something that's making you not? Because I, I, I felt that way before on my end, where it's like, what am I doing to make you feel like you can't come to me? That that, that once bothered me. Like, Because I think I'm somebody you should be able to come to. Like, why you can't? No. Right. Okay, I don't feel like that at all. So I would say for you and your situation, if that's how it's coming off, I think the only thing that you can do is openly discuss the fact that listen i am going to make sure that i keep the light on and available for you with all that stuff but also teach me sir how to help you and sometimes helping you could be leaving you to fuck alone that's what i do I, listen y'all hear that sometimes helping us can be leaving us the fuck alone one of the biggest irks to me is someone that is hounding me to be open with them when i just don't fucking feel like it it ain't you 
It's just that I, I will I will lose my shit right now if I open up. Can you just give me the day? I mm-hmm. promise I'm going to get back to you and not neglect you, but don't hound me. No, you need to. No, you need to. I had a doctor's appointment one time and a girl kept, when is your doctor's appointment? Don't forget it. Let, let me know when you She kept, well, listen, I got a mother. <laughs> like you got to let him still be a man yeah. and trick us. Y'all are the carrot. We are the caboose. We will go wherever you put that carrot. You got to learn how to do that without making it feel like you're making us be who you want us to be. Make it feel like that was our decision. You know what I'm saying? You got to learn. That's the trick. You learn how to do that and you can, that you will have that. That man would do any fucking thing. Yeah. I I think um, my biggest struggle is because I like, um, like, I, I don't bother people. Like, I'm busy, so I don't have time to be that all that part, Jason's that anyway. But, um, yeah, I don't, I literally will not even pick up the phone to call people. So you don't have to worry about me calling. <laughs> That's not my thing. But my biggest thing is because I also have needs, too. So I don't want to ever put, because I know that I'm in a good position, like, when it comes to life in general. And I know that, like, he may not be at that. So for a man, I got to let him just be and do what he facts, said he needs to facts. do, even if I know I can help you, I know that I gotta let you do your own thing. So I don't wanna, I don't wanna overstep yeah, that. Yeah, so he can still be a man. Yeah, be my safety net or, or my 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 pillow or whatever it is. Like be that. I'm gonna give you an example, and I always commend my 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 one of I, I'm gonna say one of my exes because <laughs> I have learned that sometimes when I talk on these podcasts, people know my people and then they're <laughs> correlated with, you know what I mean? Like, right. and then they make it hard for that person. So yeah. a woman that I was once with mm-hmm. was really good at taking that type of information that I would give her about like steal the rule and, and applying it. And mm-hmm. I would see it and acknowledge it too. Right. You know, cause I think a lot of times we chastise people when they're wrong about things, mm-hmm. but we don't applaud them when they're right about things right. with the same energy. So um, I was out of work and instead of her complaining about it or pushing me so hard to get another job, she knew the things that I was into and and and, and stuff like that. So she would go on Indeed and print out papers, even though mm-hmm. this is a time of Internet and all that stuff. She would print out job opportunities and just give them to me like mm-hmm. 10, 15 of them. Like this is some things that's in line with what you're doing and. This one makes a lot more than what you used to be. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's up to me if I want to go apply go to these right. places and stuff like that. Instead of being like, hey, I got a cousin that can get you a damn job. Like, n- <laughs> so fool. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, don't. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't do that. But like, she did a good job of still giving me help without forcing me into her way. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I'm sure probably one of those papers was the one she really wanted for me. <laughs> But she's like, still give him options and let him figure it out. Yep. And it was up to me to go online and do the rest of the work and fill out the applications and mm-hmm. go to the interviews and things like that. And now we can be happy together with the outcome yes. when it happens, even though the whole time she was the carrot. Mm-hmm. The whole time she was the carrot. You know, and she may mention what, you know, that one's cool, but I was, that other one, hmm. I mean, if that's what you want to do, you know, that thing, you, y'all know y'all got that thing. Well, the whole time, it, we even got together because you did the thing. You know how y'all do. Y'all seen us and knew we was going to be the one. Y'all done seen us and the whole time we thinking, 
we bumped into each other. No, nigga. <laughs> she beeline straight to you. Oh, yeah. And accidentally tripped. Yep. And said you smell good, mm -hmm. nigga. That's all it took. Period. And your dumb ass went for it. <laughs> but you said something earlier that kind of um stuck out to me because of um like this whole making sure that okay, I give you space to be vulnerable or at least have some space when you feel like being that. But you you made something where you created space for somebody that you were with while like okay, I know I'm going here. Let me just call and make sure yes. I'm good. Those are the things that I need that I don't feel like somebody who is not all the way emotionally available yet. Have you expressed that you Absolutely. need that? Okay, well, that's a problem because if I love you, that's part of compromise. Mm -hmm. So like, it's things that, like, I don't like being on the phone all night. I'm a texter because I'm probably doing some other things that require my attention so I can multitask. But if that's what you're into, I'll find time for it. I know you get off at 5 p.m. I'm going to be the first to call you this time instead of the fact that you always have to hit me up. Right. I'm going to go out my way. I'm going to say, I'm going to, and it, I shouldn't have to, but I'm going to set an alarm on my phone. I'm going to do everything so I can show you that I am trying. And also, like, let's say I'm seeing a woman that gets up. I was seeing a woman one time that uh, she gets up at, uh, she was getting up at like one in the morning to go to work. She had to be work at 2.30 in the morning. She worked 12 hours, right? Mm -hmm. I would set an alarm to talk to her on her way to work mm -hmm. because when she's getting off work at 2.30 or 3 or 4 in the morning, maybe I got a show at 7 or 8. She's going to sleep at that time. We can't talk during the time. Right. So let me do the thing now when i was in a relationship and sharing a home with with, with this one woman uh -huh. i get off at midnight when i'm home you done did everything with the kids i'm fed them they did all the stuff that i want to be a part of too and i can't so she would compromise her sleep and make sure she's up for maybe from midnight to 2 a.m just so we can spend some time together instead mm -hmm. of just sleeping and holding each other right and getting up on a day i would also get up earlier in the day to go warm the car up you know what let me drive y'all to school uh -huh. and work so I can be in the car with y'all and do these things. You know, right. what's, what time is your lunch break? You know what I mean? I'm going to come. We're going to do the one hour lunch break together. You got to compromise and find time and try to do the things that you know pleases or at least eases your other party. I it ain't. The, I need the ease. You need the ease. That's what I'm ease. telling you. And sometimes that lead to the pleasing. Yeah. The easing can get you some pleasing. Yes. And this and my ease is easy. Yeah, but my 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 ease always always wasn't because I put you through some things mentally that may not even be true or, or, or guilty or anything. But problem. also, let me take some of that off of you. That's the problem. Let me put that at rest for you. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Let me put let me put you at rest on it. Yeah, that's that's facts. Take it's all about communication. You sh anytime you call me and I don't answer, you know it's something, and I'm gonna get you back. And, and I, what I'm bad at is let me call you back. I got to handle something and not calling you back <laughs> because I get busy and that'll slip me. And then we'll talk and you'll be like, well, damn. And I, my apologies. But how, long right. would it, but how long would it be till you have some kind of communication? It may not be a call right back, but. No, like if I'm, let's say like I'm at a podcast now doing this thing right here and anybody that might've been trying to call me didn't, I'm going to return those calls when I get done. That's what I'm saying. Right. So, so like, that's the ease. That's the ease. Hey, I was, Shooting something, what's up though? You Let's can't catch go up. eight nine hours. But if I talk to you 
at like 6 p.m. and I had a podcast I was doing at 8 p.m. and I had told you I'm gonna hit you back. Mm-hmm. Now, when I leave here, if it's too late, I'm gonna send you a text like, listen, it's late. When will I talk to you tomorrow? That's so See, I, I had to stuff. not do these things to become this person. Well, though, can you me? write a book? I can, but I'm going to write it from the perspective <laughs> of a nigga that once did not do these things. Yeah, I was. I am. Like, I am. Why is it so hard? It's hard because sometimes we're still living in the doing the wrong. We're still stuck in it. Jesus. Like I had to. I had to lose the win. Wow. You get what I'm saying? So, like for me, I've been. Re- I'm a. I'm gonna say this on your podcast because I speak do. it. I am more afraid of being the bearer of a broken heart mm. than 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 my own heart being broken. Mm. I'm not as afraid as I once was of somebody hurting me as I am now of hurting someone. Wow. Because I've felt that. I've had my heart broke before, yeah, but it didn't hurt me as much as breaking somebody's heart that didn't deserve it. Mm. So I went through that. Something I can't fix. I can't go glue that back together no right. more. I don't have any more chances to make that right. Mm-hmm. I have to live every day knowing that I broke somebody badly, right? That they may not ever be happy again. Mm-hmm. They may not ever trust again. So now in my dating life, I'm so afraid of being the reason that this don't work or or that you may get hurt that I don't ever let it happen. But that also could be a curse because now I may not ever really advance to a point of being that vulnerable or letting you put your entire heart in my hands because I'm not sure if I can hold it. I, I dropped one before. So a lot of times it, it comes off as easy, but we've had to endure and go through things that we probably ain't really admitted to ourselves that we're responsible for taking accountability on. So a lot of times when what comes off as easy to you could be so challenging for him. Because there were so many times where a woman would express to me something about how she felt. And for me, I seen it as minute. Mm. Like, that's that's minute. Like, what are we tripping on? That's not major. The whole time, if it's major to you, it should be major to me. And I had to learn that. been in our conversation because I'd be like. Oh, I'm using some of the words. Yeah, it's highlighted but it ain't major to you, but it means a lot to me. Yeah, but that's that's. Jeez. But like, at the time, we're not seeing it. And we got to be placed outside of it to see it. And. And and prioritize our things differently. You know what I mean? So, like for me, who I am now in the dating world, some women are like, oh my God, thank you. This, that. but y'all don't understand the skeletons, <laughs> the, the, the people, you know what I mean? I'm going to eventually make some woman happy, and it's going to be built off of the scars that another woman carries. Mm. And that's something that we as men, once we start going through therapy and taking accountability, we deal with, and that's scary. That's scary for some of us. Yeah. Wow. Because is it fair? Is it fair for me to be somewhere happy and someone else is like, oh, really? So that's a, that's a, that's that's challenging, man. That that's deep. That is. That's, I'm sorry for getting so deep on the court. No, that was good. That was good. I just, it's I just, just crazy that we even going here because I'm like living this right now. So it's like. Yeah, but I want you to be able to. <laughs> he may not be able to express that type of stuff to you. You know what I mean? And you might not ever get it out of him. So at some point that might be your compromise. Like, you know what? That ain't who he is. I, 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 I ask myself now, can I still love this person without that? I, I'm I've been unconditionally loving. Yeah. Literally. The thing that men say they don't get, oh, I've been giving it. I promise. I mean, you different. Oh my God. You different. You definitely different. Oof. No, y'all pray for me. Please. But as a man, if you lacking in those areas, it's other it's other places you're not you're not gonna be able to lack it. Mm. You got you got to be packing somewhere. 
You know what I mean? Like some women are financially driven and, and the sex is a little below average, but they'll deal with it. Some women is <laughs> like, they got the finances, they good. You, 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 a hot, you, you, A1 in the bed, boom. You A1 in the bed, you might get a little bit more leeway on other things. Well, know preach, yourself though, man. Preach, know, preach. know where you're lacking at. Know thyself. Express those things to that woman where you're lacking at and let's work on those things. <laughs> Practice if you know you lacking in that bed, don't be in there thinking you handling your business. Ooh, don't she do just it. like you a lot, boy. If your money ain't, if your money funny, know that she like you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so rub them feet, do all the other things. Make yourself useful. <laughs> you are crazy. I'm yo. being honest. So I want you know I was um listening I think I forgot what I was listening to but they quoted uh Tupac lyric. And, that's what um, that's my favorite. He's my favorite artist. And he said that we'll have a race of babies that hate the ladies. Do you think we're living that in real time? That's right actually now? for me that's that's my that's my favorite song by him. Mm-hmm. Like uh when when my son was in the belly, I was playing that song on his mother's stomach. And like, I think maybe the first two years of his life, like he knows that song because like, I am big on that song. That song is like one of the most poetic songs ever made because Tupac was a poet. Yes, That's absolutely. Like, he's a poet that can take his poetry and put it on any beat. Yes. So, um, yes, I remember growing up and hearing that. And, um, you know, since a man can't make one, he has no right to tell a woman when and where to create one. And we living in those times now where they changing the laws on that stuff. So um, for me, I think that we are now where he was speaking, mm-hmm. but he's seen it. I mean, again, that was the crack epidemic where these kids didn't have a respect for the mother because of what they was exposed to. Once they growing up and seeing we not we don't have nothing to eat because you don't sold all the stamps. Mm-hmm. You sold all the food out the house. Yep. You know, what I mean, you're hardly here. How do you respect that? You know, nobody's coming to save us. Nobody cares, right? right? So then those men and those women grow up and have a lack of respect for those people for and women have respect, disrespect, uh, lack of respect for themselves. Mm-hmm. Now the men go out and it's like, I'm not gonna love a woman the right way because mm-hmm. the woman that should have loved me didn't. Now that really is some childhood trauma that's leaking over. That's so sweet. you take that from the 80s to now, now those people are out here making babies, not caring for them. Mm-hmm. Not don't know how to love them, raise on them, right? You had 16-year-olds having babies. Right. So now I'm 36 and you 20. Now the 20-year-old is looking at the 36-year-old. We was raised like sisters. Yeah. You know what I mean? Grandma wasn't around because grandma didn't take care of you. Like right. it was no, it's no, it's just like a whole train of where we at now. So the race of babies that we do have out now, I don't think they hate the ladies, but what are the ladies giving us to love? You get what I'm saying? Like I grew up and seeing black excellent women being portrayed in TV shows. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched Living Single, mm-hmm. Family Matters, Fresh Prince, uh, Martin, even Martin. You seen women, they had great jobs. Mm-hmm. They had... They was trying to build up and grow. Like we don't see none of that being portrayed anymore. So what is there to love? We may not hate the ladies, but what is there to love? One girl telling us the colors of our hind parts. Listen. I remember I'm so 
I'm going back to my childhood. I remember in the 90s when Little Kim broke the world. I can't say the internet because the internet right. wasn't really what it was. Right. <laughs> the world went crazy when Little Kim wore a seashell. Oh, over her What nipple. do you call a thing? You told me the name of the other thing. Sparkly nip. Yeah, a sparkly <laughs> nip. One titty. <laughs> one titty. She wore a sparkly nip yep. over one titty in a whole outfit. And yep. the world went crazy. We thought that was the wildest shit we was going to ever see in yep. the world. Now women are wearing lingerie as outfits. Ass out, titties out. Yeah, that, that, out. no, it's not just like, because I got on fishnets and this other part of the outfit. It's no. a full step-in body lingerie with heels on. Mm-hmm. And they that's to the club. Yeah. That's to the outing. To a daggone award show. That's to the outings. Yeah. So think about how much shit done changed since the end. So I think it's like, what are you giving us to love? You know what I'm saying? So I think that we are at that time now. And, and it's, it's it's a two-way street because when he said that line, he was talking about the maturation, like the whole uh, children are the future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? What, what, what are we talking about? Looking like. Yeah, you and you mentioned it. You you mentioned the girl talking about her hind parts and so we got because we talked about this last week, sexy red Sukiyana, the agenda that they're pushing. He and, said it. Tupac said there's no hope for the future, but the truth is there's no hope for the youth. Like there's no hope for the youth, yeah, but there's no hope for the future completely. Yeah. Don't just put that on our youth because what are we going to do to jump in there and save them? Yeah. Like in our country, we have the greatest military, all the money that we got for missiles and shit to kill people but we got a homeless epidemic here we got an opioid epidemic here we got a hunger situation here yeah. and other countries don't deal with because they put their money into their people oh yeah they save their people mm-hmm. they go out there and fix their streets not us we just want to be the biggest and the baddest and and one thing about black people in general i mean speaking back to like what the agenda that the music is pushing is like you don't see other music genres or cultures pushing those types of artists no no like, and, no, but black people will say, "Well, she getting to her bag, so what? She getting her money, she, but at what cost? The money make them funny all the time. The money make them do strange they things, do and the reason why is because most of these people come from nothing. Yeah. So the money it was the the money was the aspiration. The money was the reason. The money was the mm-hmm. push. I gotta go get this bag, so right? Anybody By any means do, necessary. Anybody that do anything for money will do anything for money. Period. And I think we all need to obtain money. And once you get money, once y'all start getting money, you see that it's not real. Like th- all my problems that I'm faced right now are financial issues. Give me the finances and I take care of all them problems. I'm gonna be sitting around like, damn. It makes me not have a respect for whatever the situation is because if it can all just be cured with the money. So these people that's getting the money off being the Sukianas and and, and and the sexy reds. And the girl came out and told you that a cootie pink. I thought all of them was pink. I didn't know she needed to tell me. Tell, I think the ones I done had pink. They supposed to be. Right. So I ain't need to hear that. <laughs> She's stating the obvious. You right. We don't, we don't. And a, and it told me a booty booty part backside was unsavory. She should probably go get it. Booty. But know, that's what I'm telling you. That, that mm-hmm. we pushing that because. That is what we transcended to, and there's no balance. No, there's no balance nope. in in our music right now. In I'm gonna say in America, there's no balance. I'm just because nope. that's all I can speak for. Even when we had the little Kims that was telling you she can disappear a sprite can in her mouth, a couple of them. we had a Lauren Hill too. 
Now everybody. We had an Erica Badu. We had balance. You can go over here and you can hear heartbreaking mm -hmm. and, and neo soul. Yeah. And you still had it. We don't have the who's the balance? Rhapsody. There's no got she one. got she owes us an album. We only got one rap. But she don't get pushed enough. You can no. walk past Rhapsody in a grocery store and wouldn't know it's her. Yeah, and, they, and, and she's that. a hell of an artist. Absolutely. But that that don't that ain't that ain't the agenda. That ain't what because the young folks will push the music, so they ain't gonna listen to that. But it's always been the young folks. You think yeah. about it back when we used to have to go buy hard copies. The problem is it's more accessible. Oh, yeah. See, back when we had to buy hard copies as a child, when I wanted Tupac's All Eyes on Me my album, mom had to take my mom I had to point it and tell them which one to get. Yeah. They didn't really know, but they weren't listening to that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, this the one I want. This is the guy I we had to physically go make our parents be involved in that. So it was always for you to go platinum, you had to have the kids. Yeah. Them was the ones that had to make their parents spend that money. You know what I mean? But now, nah, these people ain't really got to even sell albums because they can go pick up $50,000 on a walkthrough in a club. That's it. They can make $100,000 a weekend just going to show up at these clubs and places. And that's why people are mad. Oh, they can't perform. They ain't got no stage presence. Yeah, they ain't no artist development because you don't have to. You don't have to. I don't need no dance moves. I can rap along with my song. I don't even I don't even remember this damn song. Put the microphone yeah, around. Ice Spice. She don't do nothing. But uh, walk back and forth, ass out. Ass out. We got I can't. I don't. I mean, just for the record, I don't subscribe to that. That shit is not. I like artists. Like when she said Tupac, I said that's my favorite artist. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I don't like rappers. I like people that I look at and I can say that they are painters of yeah. what they do. You know, I enjoy that part of it. You know, what I mean, somebody that's just a rapper or an entertainer, I'm gonna call them that. You know, so for those few that we did mention that we have a lot of the city girls and those oh of the world. God. And I felt the same way about Cardi at first, but like she showed her diversity with I some of them Cardi. songs and it made me respect what she put out. She's actually talented. You know what I mean? Yeah, she has a talent and she understood it. Sex sales? Cool. I can manipulate the situation. Here. So I can go get this money and then I'm gonna show y'all. And once she became an international superstar, she's done song with other artists and yeah. now she makes herself available for other things. Yeah. You absolutely. know what I mean? I, and I have no problem with that. A lot of guys, that's no different as comedy. A lot of guys get in because they internet famous, right? Mm -hmm. But if you start doing stand-up, that's not the same. Oh. When you get in, when you get in the stand-up world, you need to respect it. You need to ask some questions. You need to learn it. You yeah. need to really come in and want to do that the right way. And if not, go get that internet money, dog. I want you to win. Yeah. But don't be line. out here in the way. Nah, you in the way, dog. <laughs> nah, that's happening. I've seen some bad ones. I, I don't want to say his name because I went to see our boy Amp. Shout out to Amps and Hughes. And there was an internet comedian on there with him that performed that night. I believe he was the actual headline. No, I don't know. He was on there. I was like, oh, that's the dude from the internet. I was like. How long ago was this? Oh, less than a year. Maybe okay. Is. When I tell you this dude was so horrible, I know who you're talking about. I was like, "Oh, this is bad." I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, "This is so bad." It was so uncomfortable. He uh, he's real southern. The guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so uncomfortable yeah. in there because nobody was laughing. Yeah, because they not they not like, there. This is like you should go back on the internet. Ah, but he probably made twenty thousand dollars to be there. Who you know what I mean? So like, they money back. Yeah. I bought some pussy that was trash before. Oh you know what I mean? She didn't know. She didn't know it was trash. Ain't nobody told her. I, they may not. That's what I'm telling you. Ain't nobody told him. <laughs> Ain't nobody told him. 
He come to get the check and leave. You know what I'm saying? Did you, you didn't tell her? I told her I didn't want her services. I would not be uh, acquiring none of her services going forward. <laughs> how much you? Hey, hey, listen. You gonna tell how much? In the details. I don't a long time ago. Uh, for pussy for me, it's different. Oh. Now I don't know how much pussy costs, but I'm not paying over two hundred dollars for some pussy. Oh. And for me, that's as much as I'm going. I feel like the next time I need a rebate too. Oh. Yes, I'm good at what I do. So you can't be in here busting more nuts than me. <laughs> Ain't no way you gonna. This ain't about you, baby. If you enjoying this, we need to figure out some even exchange. You know what I'm saying? For real. But for me, I'm not paying. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Oh I don't have no respect for myself after I buy some pussy anyway. But I definitely ain't gonna have no respect for myself if I spend more than two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's me. That's me. And I and I'm not putting no price on every woman. I don't want y'all. Oh my god. I thought it was forty dollars. No, I don't want no forty dollars pussy. <laughs> uh-uh. Hold on now. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's talk about this. Oh my god. So <laughs> so when I go out with my friends and we having drinks, uh-huh. I don't want two dollars worth of drink. I don't want some whatever on sale. Right, me. I I like top shelf. Okay. I like. My drink, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Something that's going to settle well on my stomach. You know what I mean? Something that's going to hit me the way I need to be hit that has a good taste to it, that has some kind of essence to it, right? Right. And I, that's how I feel about my bought pussy. Okay. Any pussy that I purchase, I don't want it on sale. <laughs> I don't want $40 worth of pussy. If that's the value you done put on this pussy, what's wrong with it? Uh, why you, you know what I'm saying? I don't away. want clearance pussy. I want oh I want to negotiate about this pussy. Shit. Yo. I'm being honest. Okay, so it's that's like, the cheap, that's the bottom of the barrel. Hell, $40. You heard what Pimp C said. Is trash likes to fuck for $40 in the club. <laughs> you some trash and you're fucking up the game, bitch. You get no love. That's what the honorable <laughs> philosopher of the 20th century, Pimp C, once said. Oh my so God. once he told me that forty dollars equal trash, trash, girl, you fucking up the game. That's like them dollar margaritas, Applebee's. Yeah, I mean for all the the weed connoisseurs out there, mm. if I tell you I'm mm. selling weed and I got, you know, I'm selling grams for five dollars, you are gonna say what the fuck wrong with? <laughs> that's some dirt. Yeah, that shit must be trash. <laughs> he giving it away. <laughs> Hey, you ladies, get what I'm saying? Y'all quit selling y'all pussy for forty dollars. What is y'all doing? Man, you can't go out to eat for forty dollars no more. Sure dog. can't. Now so you ain't lying. That's what I'm saying. I don't want that. If that motherfucker, <laughs> if you tell me that bitch forty dollars, oh shit, no. Hell no. Oh god, don't Hell sell no. for forty dollars. I come from a long line of tricks. Oh my god. My daddy bought me some pussy. What? Yeah, my daddy bought me some pussy. Wait a minute. When did he buy the pussy? How old were you, first of all? Oh. <laughs> He's passed away now, so he can't be charged with anything. So I was 15, about to be 16. Oh my God. Yeah, 15, about to be 16. Okay, I need to hear this story. Please, please tell me. I can do that. I can do that without uh, incriminating anyone. Yes, please. So. <laughs> We had Bite Week, Myrtle Beach, oh, God. 2001, Ooh. and um, me and a friend of mine, uh, I think he's the same age at the time, we are on the balcony. We, uh, my dad was a very successful man, mm-hmm. and he had some friends with him. My friend's brother, it was about four men and about four 
teenage to young adult men. So it's the four men, and it's me and my friend, which is about 15 to 16, and my my other friend and my cousin, they're about 18 to 19. So they're like young men. The other men are like in their late to early 30s, and my dad was, I'm going to say, about 45. Mm-hmm. So he's like the senior of the group. Okay. I'm giving you that. But we had rented out like the penthouse of this hotel, and it's only two penthouses on this floor. Okay. So when you get off the elevator, you either coming over there with us or you going over there with them. Right. So you shouldn't be up here if you're not right. invited, friends, family, or something of these two parties. Okay. Now, we had been there already for about two days. So the other penthouse, the people that was down there, we had already got to know them. Okay. You know what I mean? So we're, like, we're openly partying at this mm-hmm. time. So during this time, it's like about to get dark. I'm just giving y'all enough context so y'all can understand this wild story. <laughs> The men are in the penthouse getting ready to go out for the night. Now, mind you, they've been out on the strip all day. This is back when the bike rally, when you at at bike week, you could, it was it was wild. Oh, it was wild. It was wild. They can't be like that no more. They stopped all that shit. Mm-hmm. So, me and my friend are just like out on the balcony, and we're we're not in the penthouse room. We're just on like the main floor. Okay, but it's like a balcony. You can look over and see everybody out on the street. Mm-hmm. So we out there chilling. And then the the, the elevator dings. So we thinking like, is it those people or some people coming over here with us? And it's two women get off and they look good. <laughs> like, and they like, oh girl, this ain't our floor. Like boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, yo, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is your floor. 15 years old, highly confident, don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? So like, who cares, right? right. My friend the same way. Now I know y'all looking at me, y'all like, bro. 15, y'all know I'm small, I'm five foot five, 130 pounds. I definitely look 15. <laughs> so I don't know why these women was going for this. So I'm like, yo, what's good? What y'all? They're like, what's up? I'm like, yo, we got everything. What y'all doing? Y'all trying to party? They oh like, at first they trying to play us. Like, y'all ain't not. I'm like, right. nah, we got weed, we got liquor, we got everything. Like, come on, we got the penthouse. Like, now they like, shit, girl, let's go see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we take them into the penthouse. People are in there ironing, getting themselves together, boom, boom, ready to go out. They playing music. They smoking. They see us bring the joints in. So now the older men like, what the <laughs> like, fuck is going right. on? So we come in. I introduce the girls to the guys. Oh I do all the thing. I'm like, well, my daddy was like, he in there laying down. So I start talking to the girls. They are strippers out of Florida. They had came up. They staying in the hotel, but they on a the lower level. Right. You know what I'm saying? They was like, just talking. We chilling. They done rolled up. They smoking. They having a good time. I'm showing them a good time. We having, I told you I got y'all. So I start asking like, so at the strip club, how much it costs for a dance? Like, she's like, it costs like $10 for a lap dance, $20. You want to go VIP? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, if I would, I'm probably, do, what, what's different in VIP? She's like, VIP, we get fully nude. Da, da, da. They're having a good time. We pouring up shots. I'm not a drinker at this point in my life. I think I was like taking a shot and actually like pouring it away. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm portraying like I'm an 18, 19 year old guy. You right. know what I'm saying? So I asked her like, so what else y'all be doing? She was like, what you mean? I'm like, shit. You said y'all trying to make some money? Oh my. God. She was like, y'all trying to have a party. I'm like, nah, I think they about to leave. Now the older guys is looking like, hold up, like <laughs> they laughing, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this nigga really got some game. Like, he trying to make us leave. So she said, like, shit, a hundred dollars, like, boom, boom. And I go and wake my daddy up. Oh my God. Hey, I need some money, dog. I'm like, and mind you, my dad is like, 
he's like one of them snoring ass. When he get drunk and go to sleep, he's a grizzly bear. Right. Like, it's hard to get him up. But I'm telling you, when I went in there and was shaking this man, get your ass up. But mind you, I know my dad. My dad, like, he comes from a, he, he's a trick. Like, he with the bullshit. But he, we had never been on it. So I don't know how he going to take it. So I woke him up. He woke up. I say, man, oh, girl, she's trying to make some money. Like, she's trying to do some thing. Like, she's trying to make some money. And I've never seen my dad so proud of me. I've never, listen, I love, God rest his soul. I had never seen my dad so proud of me. My dad was like, oh my God, look at my boy. And he pulled out a stack of money. I had never seen him with so much money because he usually keep that separated from me. Mm -hmm. And he licked the thumb. (laughs) And and, and he counted out five 20s and dropped it on the bed. And he left out the room. To God be the glory. And that was my... (laughs) That was my introduction to manhood. Like I had had sex before, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so your daddy yep. bought you some pussy. Bought me some pussy, and, and everything was lovely. And I come up out of there a new man. And actually, what's crazy is, like I said, I bought some pussy. But the rest of the weekend, man, her fucked around free of charge because I handled my business, and she was like, "Shit, how old was it?" And she was in her twenties. She, was, I, I got raped. Like if we oh, being honest, like what, about what happened, but it didn't feel like rape, I guess, because she was like, I was, you know, what I mean, I was handling my business. Did she know how old you were? I think I ended up telling her because I told her I had to go back to go to school. I was about to be a senior. I gotta go to school. I think I was about to be a junior. I was about to be a junior. <laughs> I can't fuck no more. I gotta go to school. But you know what, man? That was that was before the internet was what it is now. And I remember I had that woman's address, and I I post I posed a wrote I think I wrote her, and she wrote me back. And I sent her some of the pictures we had all took that weekend and stuff. And I lost track of that good woman, man. That was a good woman. That was a good woman. Was a good woman. <laughs> I cannot deal with that. That was a, a good giving woman. She was giving. She was she was giving. She received too. Oh. She received. That's a good woman right there. I hope she out in the world doing well. I hope she's doing well out in the world. And if I find her, if y'all, if y'all know it, if you if you anywhere and you hear this story, she had fake boobs, she was dark skinned. She had a mouth like an alligator, boy. Yes, sir. She taught me some things that I went back and I trained some other women up on. Okay. See what I'm saying? The gift that keeps giving. Oh, my God. I cannot. Well, there you have it. His daddy bought him some pussy. My God. Okay. We had a great relationship. Apparently. Well, hey. Well, I have one more question for you. Speaking since we're talking about upbringing. <laughs> what are some values that you are instilling in your kids that you wish somebody had taught you growing up? Well, mostly what I do, it ain't even just about what I what I lacked or wasn't taught. It's about what I didn't see that I feel like I that would have pushed me mm-hmm. to be great. Because I'm like highly intelligent, but never really applied myself because I had to become the man of the house too early. Mm. So what I try to do with my children is eliminate them from having those worries. Like I had to work at 15. My mother needed the help, Mm -hmm. right? But it made me balance school and work. I had to be a full-time student and a full-time worker. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting home around 11 or 12, doing homework to two or three, getting up at five, six, going to like It was a lot that I was juggling my junior and senior year that had I not, I would have had full ride scholarships to go anywhere I wanted to. So I didn't have a dysfunctional household that I thought I did, but it was a lot of dysfunction because 
I shouldn't have been in them Super Bowl. I should have had a mother that sheltered me from that, that went out and made sure she earned more to keep me from having to be that. So I try to do that with my kids now in that aspect. I try to eliminate them from having the worries of finances. Wow. You know what I mean? So even if I end up going without, I try to make sure they have. Right. You know, I try to make sure I have a relationship with their mothers so we can make sure that they are in better situations to just be kids, mm. to have a childhood completely, mm -hmm. but not be naive to the dangers of the world right. at the same sense. So for me, that's one thing that I try to make sure I instill in them first is that let's eliminate you having to work. Now, if you want to get a job to learn some responsibility and money management, mm -hmm. I'm OK with that. But let's make sure that it's moderate, that you're not working six to eight hours on these school days. Right. You know, I want you working three and a half to five hours where you're doing some work and then on the weekend, you know, you're balancing so you can still have a lifestyle and experience stuff with your friends and yeah. have pocket money to do the extra things you want to do. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's the first one. But also things changed. Of course, our music, our, uh, visuals, the mm. things that you see. So I'm the dad that's like, I want to let you have more leeway than I probably would have had when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. So I'm not a big curfew guy. I'm not a big... Um, you can't go see an R-rated movie guy. Like I'm, I'm the guy that's gonna go get the tickets until you enjoy yourself. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, I'm that dude. You know what I mean? But my, my biggest thing was communication. My daughter's 16, my son's 15, and my baby boy is 10. I've always communicated with them about everything, mm -hmm. and I can see now that they give that back. Yeah. Like my daughter opens up to me about liking, you know, having significant others. Mm -hmm. And she talks to me probably more than she talks to her mother about it. Her mother's in the home. I'm not. But she knows she has that level of comfort and com communication with me. So I think I've done a good job of that because I didn't have that when I was growing up. Like right. I was afraid to talk to my mama about stuff. And I don't know if I can bring that to you. Can't You know, I didn't know I could. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? But I did it first so they could know they can. I had my mama came in and, hey, so what's going on at school? Are you liking girls now? Like, I never had a birds and the bees talking shit like that. Right. I remember I was itching one time. My mom was like, you probably growing hair on that little thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't know you can grow hair down there. Right. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, my dad wasn't around to have that. Like, so for them, I try to make sure I be that dad, that they know that the communication levels, that we can have this talk, that I can tell my son, how to be hygienic. I can tell my daughter, hey, listen, I put, I know you don't want to hear this, but I've got tampons and pads in the drawer down there whenever you hear. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know your size or whatever, but I bought different ones. You know what I'm saying? Like I try <laughs> I like to be that size. without being too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I think communication. You know what I mean? When me and my ex broke up, I took all my kids. We went and had ice cream and I sat them down and told them that me and your mother ain't going to be together no more. And this is going to be some changes, but I'm still going to be this and that. I let them know what was happening so they wouldn't have to try to figure out, like, what the fuck is going on? Right. So if they see her with another man or see me with another woman, it don't be weird. Yeah. I've always been somebody that's going to break it to them directly. So for me, I think the biggest form of instilling stuff in my kids is for them to be able to communicate back with their parents. Because uh. we had to stay in a child's place when we were. We had to get out of grown folks' mouth. We had to deal with it. These are the rules. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. We didn't have any leeway to be able to say, well, dad, I feel like this. Mm -hmm. So I let my kids, when I, when I go shopping, what do you want? Yep. What do you want to wear? Mm -hmm. What you feel comfortable in? My daughter got a pair of Chuck Taylors. She done have about two years. I'm like, ain't no way you still can fit them. <laughs> you I, Like, let's go get some new shoes. I did. I, I, I bought you two pair of shoes since then, but I like these better. They comfortable. Cool. Right. 
she done wrote on them. They like, you know what I mean? She they hippie type. Nah, but cool. That's what that's you want to do. Yeah. Right. How you want your hair done? I want mm-hmm. braids. That's what we get. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would love to see you with the bob, but cool. That's what you want. That's what we're doing. So I let my kids express themselves um, with their clothes and stuff like that yep. and give them some type of responsibility and leeway. So when I do ask them to do the core things, you know, the grades, the mm-hmm. cleaning up, being respectful, those things, I don't have to ask them things twice. Right. So I think a lot of times I try not to be so much of the hammer in a disciplinary guy. Right. I want my mother, the mothers of my children to be, I'm going to call your daddy. He going <laughs> to. I don't want them to fear me. Right. We both going to discipline these kids. You know what I mean? So some of those things is what I try to instill in my kids now that when I was growing up, that was a, that wasn't even happening. No. So I thought about that before I had them. I was like, the type of dad I'm going to be, that's what it's going to be like that. So sometimes I tell people all the time, I be missing my kids. Like I don't be missing like, well, let me go get my kids because I ain't seen them in a while. And that's what good dads do. No, I be needing that shit. Yes. I'm so much better after a day with them and having fun with them. You know what I mean? Because I need it too. You know what I mean? I, I don't think that I just got to pour into them all the time. Now they pour into me. Yes, Lord. So yes. for me growing up, I felt like parenthood and mom, dad, and kid was a business. You know what I mean? This is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And we can just keep moving along. But now I look at it, my, my situation with my children is more of a partnership. Yeah. You know what I mean? We learning together. We moving together, which I want to do, how we doing it. You know what I mean? I just keep them involved. You know what I mean? I have a very busy life, but I FaceTime. I call. I can't get them on the phone. I call their mothers. I want to talk to them. My daughter's 16. She might not talk to me till the next day, but I get on her about it. <laughs> like, well, that's what we doing now. I'm the corny dad. I, you know. I, I didn't know you text me. You All right. Do I got to start hitting notify anyway? Yeah. You know what I mean? I got the little third girl. You do not disturb on your daddy. Right. So like that, I just try to be that father that's open, that it's an open door. You know, I don't want them to be somewhere and going through something and feel like, damn, I don't have nobody I can call. You know what I mean? I don't have nobody that can help me get out of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever. No, I'm that guy. Please call me. Please. Yeah. So those are, those are the main values that yeah. I try to instill in my kids now that it's a partnership. It's a two-way street. Yes. We're on the same page. This is not a dictatorship. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Well, those are all the questions that I have for you, and I have really enjoyed Oh, I had a great time, today. man. This was this fun. Is, you, you came out peacocking. You know, that's a real term. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that term? Mm-hmm. Do you do I, that? Mm-hmm. You you know how to do that? Yeah, you, do. You, 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 you do the thing? I do. I do Come the thing. get me. Come see me. Absolutely. All right. All right. I like you. You're going to know. I was just talking about that. How do y'all do y'all? Let me ask you this before we get off. Mm-hmm. Do y'all see a guy and uh well y'all do see it and y'all do do it in y'all mind? I just want to know how you execute it. So you see a guy and you like, I'm gonna have him. How, what's your next your next, not women, your what is DD's next step? Um, I'm probably gonna go and do something to like make you the peacocking thing. Yeah, I'm gonna make you it's gonna you're gonna know, like I'm gonna either get closer to you. In the vicinity, I may not get that close to you, but I'm gonna make my way around you just so you know I'm here. And if I can't, like, cause some guys are shy, so I might have to do a little bit extra. I'm gonna go over and make a little joke or something, make you laugh or something like that. Or gonna you're gonna do the, the things to let him know he need to do the thing. Yeah, I'm gonna break the ice some kind of way, let you know, look, nigga, I want you without saying it. Yeah, and, and he's <laughs> gonna have to do the thing, like, oh, I think you want me. Let me ask for the number. Let me yeah. do the thing. Okay, so scenario, I'm on stage, 
Damn, he's handsome. He came. He's dressed nice too, and he's funny. Wow. Mm. You know, after the show, I'm actually trying to shoot my what y'all call shoot your mm -hmm. shot, but do the thing you just said. So you're gonna come to the meet and greet or mm -hmm. be wherever I'm at. And you're gonna be make sure that you do the nigga. I'm doing the thing. That would be that's an easy one though because I'm, I'm at the meet and greet with you, right? So I'm gonna go get my picture. Let me get your number so I can send you the picture. Oh, that's how you gonna hit yeah, me? That's easy. Oh, listen, I've been hit like that before, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, did she just bag me, nigga? Like, yeah, that's easy. Me do you? Yeah, listen, if you've never seen a deer in headlights, bag a nigga. That nigga's gonna be like, uh, yeah, I don't, cause I, I, y'all do, y'all get, y'all stutter, y'all uh, get, um, nine uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because on the inside, we like it's like we're doing a cartwheel. Like this shit don't happen every day, right? But we gotta stay G. Yeah. Like we gotta stay G. Because if we do the cartwheel on the outside, you like you know what? You know what? I, I'm gonna just post it. I'm gonna yeah, just post. I, it. I'll just tag you. Yeah, I just okay. yeah. But that's how they do too. They tag us in the picture. Like, what's your Instagram? I want to make sure. I no, no, because that's too basic to me. Because everybody's gonna do that. No, they not. They gonna post it on their page. You know what I mean? Then people gonna ask them like, "Who is that?" Like, whoa, whoa. but like, if they tag you in it or want to send it to your inbox, mm -hmm. they trying to open up the thing. You know what I mean? Oh, see, I'm more bold than that because I want you to know. Let me get your number. Th this is how weird picture. I am. I got. I can go through my DMs and show you. It's so many girls that like inbox me and they talking to themselves. And I think people don't know that we as men leave y'all on red too. That's weird. I've never. I wish. I mean, but like, but that's weird to keep talking. Why would you keep talking? And I mean, not keep talking, but like, you comment on everything I post, you interact so yeah, much, and I, and like, I I've might just send that. you like a, yeah, <laughs> seen that. You before. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, that is so weird. Like, I would I, no. Oh, I guess I had one girl that was like, "Oh my God, you 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 replied back!" Like, I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> that's and that's why like. Especially on Instagram, I'm very particular. Like sometimes, if I'm trying to get my algorithm going, I'll respond with a little emoji, something like that. But yeah. No, no, no. Now I'm talking about like on the post. If I post something, I'll go reply to a lot of people to keep it. You yeah. Know, but uh, if I put something in my story and you reply that, it comes to my DM. Oh, I'm not responding. So like that's what I'm talking. They talking to they like it's. I might heart it, like, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, Depends, yeah. Some of them are weirdos, so they might be on mute. So they don't even. That's sad. That's sad. No, I can't. Man, man, come on, bro. Too much. Shoot your shot. Because they be okay sending dick pics land. all the time. Like, why do you send unsolicited dick pics? That's weird. Yeah. Now, mine ain't unsolicited. Now, I feel like I don't have no problem sending sexy pics, but I got to establish some kind of sexual relationship with you. Right. Even if it's just through communication, because <laughs> I, I am a very comfortable sexual man. <laughs> I am comfortable in my sexuality. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you might get some weenie mail, but you ain't gonna get no weenie mail like, hey, what's good? Hey, how you doing, weenie? What? You know and what that's what it means. Nah, that, that's weirdo. That's You're weirdo. <laughs> You're fucking psychopath. <laughs> and you're you borderline, nigga. You borderline. Something is wrong with like, you. Like, what makes you do that? Oh, yeah, weird. I ain't out here just I'm afraid of unwanted dick. Everybody, I got a friend of mine, Austin Hall. Shout out. He but said. Austin? Austin said, everybody's top five fears is unwanted dick. Men and women. Nobody wants a dick just out. Like, hey, bro. 
Put that thing away. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm telling. I'm telling you how weird it is as a man. I still have an anxiety, even if I'm compatible with a woman and we've built and we've been on a date and we enjoy each other. Like, there's a sense of anxiety that I get that I also enjoy of when is the perfect time to pull my dick out. You know what I'm saying? Like being with you, we watching a movie. Like it's on my mind. The, the dick, like, hey, bro, pull me on out, do the thing. But I'm still like, nah. You know what I mean? Yeah, she, we chilling. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, you gotta relax, dog. Don't do it too soon. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it, so it so even with sex being on the menu, still it, it's like still it. like I don't know if if that's an appetizer <laughs> or an entree or a dessert, nigga. Like, when when do we order dick? Oh my god! And she ain't gonna say like, you know, I would like some dick, please. You got the, so for me, I'm gonna pull it out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It got to be, it got to happen. But I guess you know, like initially, you gotta find that groove. That's what I'm telling you. you. Know. Yeah, the first time, like it's like we Whoa. all. Nervous, but when you like, when you successful, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it works. And you in your mind, like, yeah, hey, if you pull a dick out, it's going down. It's, yeah. But also, if he do it to her, it's like, damn, I did want some dick, but you done got weird. Yeah. You right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you get up like, hey, I'm going to go use the bathroom. You go use the bathroom. And come you back, come down this dick out. Hey, baby. Hey, what, like, hey. what the? F um, I got to go. I, you know what I mean? I gotta, hey, I damn, bro. I did want morning. to give you some pussy with you. Yeah, you done back. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a common thing with the DMs and men is making it weird and it's making women not trust anything <sighs> they meet on the internet now. Because me, I'm a guy that I'm going to shoot my shot. And if it don't land, I'm okay with it. If I shoot my shot and do my thing and mm -hmm. it don't land, I pick, I'm i going to pick up on that. Some and, men don't stop. Nah. Now, I, 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 now, listen. The only way you get out of slump is to keep shooting. You get what I'm saying? No! The no! The problem is y'all not, <laughs> not letting these men know that it ain't laying. Y'all too nice. Lies you tell. Some of, I'm not saying you. No. Some of y'all women is too nice. No, these men are just fucking Good, good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. I said, you have a good day, sweetheart. You too. You come that, that you back in the forefront. You need I, I ain't doing all that. That's what I'm telling you. You not, but they doing Especially it. Especially the married ones. They're the ones that step the hardest. They don't mean leave, they happy. Leave me alone. I don't care. I don't want you. I don't I don't need you to need, have a curfew to go back home. No. Get out of my inbox. And stop turning on vanish mode when you're trying to talk to me. Because I'm going to turn it back off these, anyway. These are her morals and beliefs. Married women Jesus. out there. DM me just in the eye emoji. I understand from that. I point. don't want nobody else's husband. I, I like a woman that got to go home. Mm -mm. I used to be like that, but <laughs> I got the karma back. Oh, Fix your wig before you leave Fix your wig before you leave. I'm going to send you home better than what you came. No, I don't want to You know what I'm saying? Because the stuff I do, mm -mm, can't wash that off. That man got to deal with it. Mm -mm, you can't wash that off, so no. The problem is, in your situation, men going to want you. These women know they got to go home. That mean I don't, that don't mean I want them. That's what I'm telling you. So you can't deal with no man like that now because he 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 he, he, he you know what I mean he tripping. He ain't gonna go home. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. On the other end, with, with what I got going on, that woman knows she got to go home. She went. She ain't got no business over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she ain't even here right now. She gonna leave that house at eight in the morning, like she going to work, and I'm gonna have her home by five thirty. Oh my god, cannot! Right. Oh shit! And that man gonna be like, you know what? My my baby happy today. <laughs> my baby happy you today. We're on the same team. Oh my god, I man, ate good that night. I can't even. Oh god, I I can't even do the good morning back because no, we about that new. That's what I'm telling you. So for me, I got women that's in my inbox like that, and I purposely just don't respond because I'm not interested. 
know what I'm saying? But they keep shooting because they don't have they don't believe that they, they don't believe that a man could not be interested. Yeah, you're right now. Nah, you right they don't believe that. it. You're right about that. You know what I mean? So they've been doing the thing, and I'm also a guy that like if we have engaged in some kind of communication or I done shot my shot or whatever, and it didn't land. But now you done spent the block because the nigga popping now. Mm. Like, one or two things going to happen. I'm either ignore the shit out of you because no. Uh -oh. Or I'm going to take you up on it, but I'm, I'm not going to care about you. I'm not going to treat you like shit because I know why you're here. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So, nah, I don't play them games. Ooh, ladies. Y'all better get We fighting back. Together. We fighting back. They fight back, y'all. Oh, shit. Look. Well, like I said, I appreciate you coming to the show. And this is a part of the show that I like to let my guests tell people what they got going on. If you want to promote something or if you want to tell people how to follow you, whatever it is that you want to let the people know. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, um, more currently with my stand-up, we have uh, shows coming up. We have a show in Philly, show five shows in Philly this weekend, November 3rd through the 5th. Uh, I'll be back home, North Carolina and Greensboro, November 17th through the 19th at the Greensboro Comedy Zone. For all of those that didn't make it to the Charlotte shows in September, that's a perfect time for y'all to get y'all tickets and come out and support me and Ryan Davis. We will be at the Comedy Zone in Greensboro, uh, November 17th through the 19th. That also is five shows. And then in December, I looked on the schedule, we have Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, where else are we going in December? I seen all those dates just today. Um, shit, I can't remember. Where are you gonna be at in Philly? We're gonna be at the punchline in Philly. Okay, we Philly usually do the up. uh the uh laugh house. Nah, what's that over there called? I can't think I can't think at all tonight. <laughs> but yeah, we're doing a punchline in Philly. I'll repost my, my schedule. Y'all just go follow me on Instagram, T Springs Comedian, as well as my Facebook, Travor Springs on Facebook, the Hear Me Out Podcast. Uh, at the Hear Me Out podcast, sort of uh, just like here at the Core Queen podcast, we are also no hose bars. We're not holding back. We're not passing off our opinions as facts. We're going to have a good time. So make sure that y'all be on the lookout for that. And I have posted all of my other podcast um, interviews and fun times that we've had. We've had strippers. We've had uh, <laughs> other comedians. <laughs> We've had great conversations on the Hear Me Out podcast, but go pay attention to that. That's that's good. What else I got going on? Um, let me make sure I'm not forgetting anything before the new year is coming. I think that's everything. And then though. you say the next episode y'all gonna have studs. Yeah, I'm gonna have three studs on the next one. I, they they the voice need to be heard, bro. <laughs> the world need to know what's going on because it's confusing. <laughs> It's confusing, so I'm gonna have three. I'm gonna bring okay. three on with three. I need to, and one of them cute, the other two handsome. But we oh have my a good god, <laughs> this is next week. Yeah, I'm gonna try to do that next week. I might have to come in there and lie and in person and watch this. I, I do too, and you can come on and we can because I got three seats, so we can have yeah, a good I time. I need to be on the show. I need we yeah. can have a good time. But I got some questions, I got some stuff I need to answer. I got some answers. I got some stories that people never there heard. There we go. Stuff. That's what I like That'll to hear. Be good. But that's all I got going on. Just okay. make sure y'all follow me on Instagram and I'll be reposting everything that y'all might need. Teesprings Comedian is just the letter T S P R I N G S Comedian. If y'all know how to spell, some of y'all slow. Well, y'all know I appreciate y'all for watching my show. I appreciate my guest. He's amazing. He's awesome. Bumbleclad. <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed our costumes. And um, I guess I'll be out here peacocking with some of these nipples. No, let me stop. <laughs> Gotta work on myself. But I am the core queen. I help individuals get in shape.
Unshaped ladies, I'll help you unbig your backs without starving yourself or spending hours a day in the gym. Um, and I have a lot of stuff going on. I won't say it all. Y'all just follow me. Google me, the core queen. I'll be in Atlanta this weekend shooting a video for R&B artists. So shout out to that. I'm excited. I'll post later when I get some footage back. But y'all know what to do. Follow me. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell. Like, comment, it's and It's only share. a couple of thumb taps. Right. It's free. It. Just a couple. We asking you to tap your, th your thumb three times. Cost you nothing. Can you tap your thumb three times? Y'all do more on Pornhub than that. Right. So. You're tapping everybody else. <laughs> shit. Can you tap your thumb three times? <laughs> and just let everybody know about the Core Queen podcast. And um, we will holler at y'all next week. We are out of here.